Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all subscribe. Welcome to episode four of Lee Scoresby Watch. Okay. This is officially no, Lee Scoresby Watch. Lee Scoresby Watch. That's no. what this uh, podcast is now. Thank no. you for joining us. Thank no. you for sticking with us until we got to this point. Wow. Very excited to, to bring you all on board. I don't even know why you're that excited. I just really like Lee Scoresby. I just figured out something too. What? Why I don't rank this episode higher than a I lot know of exactly why it is. You know yeah. why? Yeah. Because Lord Boreal has yeah. one scene. They only want. Yeah. I knew as soon upsetting. as we got to the end, I was like, Aaron didn't like this episode because Boreal. I didn't say I didn't like scene. the episode. I this just is said, how Boreal's supposed to be. I didn't say I didn't like the episode. I just said I didn't rank it higher than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't it. have your outfit changes. You, you didn't. Wore, like you, one. They just gave it all suit. to uh, Mrs. Coulter. Like, what if he like had a quick change right when he walks around the priest? Like he's suddenly wearing something different. That would, <laughs> that would be the most epic episode. This would be the best episode all all over. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, go. You're you're the uh, you're the lead man. It is so episode four of Dust Watch now featuring a hundred percent more Lee Scoresby. Yes, which I'm very excited about. Which I really hope. Because, I mean, before we started, I said this. He feels like the, this is the, um, who did I say? Han, Han Solo. Solo. Jinx. Jinx. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what this one. This feels like this is Han Solo's introduction to everything. So I'm just waiting on him to kind of do, like, the cool one-liners and the, in the you oh, know. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I feel like. That's what he's going to come in and do. Uh, but as a um, descendant. Of uh, Texans, as a Texan myself, I am. You're not a Texan. I, I am in fact a Texan. A Texan. Look at my not, birth certificate, I, sir. I don't care what your birth. I, I'm not a Stockton. I was born in Stockton, but I'm not a Stocktonite. A Stocktonite. Yes, That's exactly what you are. Uh, I feel like he uh, kind of failed on the uh, accent because you told me when they first cast him, I was really like, I was excited because a I fucking love Lin Manuel Miranda and Clearly. I really love Lee Scoresby, so I was like, this is like. In all of my, you could have asked me, like, who would my dream person be? Or, like, who would you think would play it? And it never would, like, have occurred to me to thank Lin-Manuel for this. But I was so excited because it's so good. I'm happy that you said you wouldn't have thought Lin-Manuel for it. No. Okay. And then then my first thought was, like, I don't know if he can do a Texas accent. And come to find out, he can for three seconds. He he can't. Yeah, he, he tried. He tried. Yeah, it's no it shade on him. It was good when it came out, but he slipped in and out of it a lot. Yeah, he definitely did. And he's from what? New York? Is he from uh, the east Puerto somewhere? Rico. He's from Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, yeah. Or I his mean, parents are from Puerto Rico. He might. He might be from might New be, York. Might be from New York. Okay. Um, I only the only reason why I said New York is because Broadway. That literally is the only reason. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, but I don't know. I mean. I kind of felt like he could have just just done away with it. That's what I thought that they were gonna do, and even when I looked at the trailers, I kind of I, I heard it and I was like, oh, they're just not gonna do the Texas accent. And that's cool, um, that, that, which I would have been all right with, but um, because it's but not yeah. important, right? And we opened so like the episode opens and it's the clouds, and like I was just like, here we go! Wow, yeah, she <laughs> immediately, was immediately as soon as you see clouds, I was like, this is my shit. Here we go. Where's the balloon? Let's go. But so. Because, I mean, they've started kind of in the clouds before, or above before. Is there any other I just, air I, pilots? Uh, is there a brigade, brigade of air? Of aeronauts? Of aeronauts? Yeah. Aeronauts? Aeronauts. Well, as of now, Lee is the only one that you know. He's the last aeronaut? <laughs> okay. That's what his book's called. That the would, last aeronaut. I mean, you guys can have that for free, so. 
But yeah, it opens with Lee Scoresby. I was very, very excited. You see his balloon, which does not look the way that I thought it looked. It just looked like a balloon. It's like a perfect sphere, though. It looked like a balloon, Have you ever Emma. seen a hot air balloon that looks like a perfect sphere? Yes. No, you haven't. You've seen hot air balloons shaped in all forms and fashions. But not a perfect sphere. Come on. <laughs> the Macy's Day Parade? Not a perfect sphere. All right. Let's, okay. You, let's. I'm sorry. Is there a Voltorb balloon that I have not seen? Wow. Nice drop reference with the uh, the Pokemon, huh? Yeah. Okay. It's topical. Right. I guess so, yeah. Sword and shield. Uh, you're skipping over an actual important character. Char- oh, I'm aware. We're getting there. Character. We're getting there. We're getting there. Not, not. Because we're stuck on the balloon right now. Okay. No, the balloon, yeah. Because I fine. always thought that it was going to be like the uh, the balloon and the mummy. Okay. The Or the mummy too. Yeah. The mummy returns. Yeah, the guy that uh, flew the dirigibles. I was just like, yes, this is this is what the aeronaut's balloon is like. This is what it is. <sighs> but you got to think your, like, how long ago the, did these books come out? 90s. So in the 90s, and we're like. Now, 2019, 2020, whatever you want to call it, uh, they've they've probably wanted to update and not make it so I'm sorry, old. are you saying that The Mummy Returns is not still a cinematic masterpiece? One and two, yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, one when and the, two were great. Where did the Scorpion King come in? Two. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to have to pull that back Cinematic masterpiece. Anyway, so we open, <laughs> we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Lin-Manuel, Lee Scoresby, very excited. Yes. Uh, and we open with a, like a, a lovely little duet with Hester. What song were they singing? I have no idea. Okay. I, right. I thought you were a fan. I have no idea. I thought you were a fan. I'm going to mute your mic. Hester. One of these buttons does it. None of them. Before I trigger the one that has that <laughs> vine on it. Hester is a... Uh, Hester is wonderful. It's a new character that introduced here that uh, is a money rabbit. Uh, She's a hare. Awesome. Okay. Are hares male? I thought hares were only male. What's wrong with you? Like cats are only female, right? What's wrong with you? So, yeah, no, introduced. But I really loved this this character because she was an actual character. Yeah, they have a really good back and forth. Yes. And she... My, we'll get to my favorite scene with her. Yeah, they have a report, but you can tell right off the bat, like the first scene when they're yeah. speaking to each other, it didn't seem like she was the pet of Lee Scoresby. Yeah, like she, she has her own agency. Yeah. He gets on, he's like, he's like, Hester, and she goes, I'm right here. Yeah. What do you want? So, like, that's why I'm like, where are the other, like, personalities? Where are these other characters? I feel like there should be dual characters I think what worked everybody. out. What worked out so well is that we're meeting a new character who isn't interacting with anybody else, so the only thing he has to work off of is Hester. In the other case of all these other people, the, like they had other dialogue, other dialogue characters, other human characters to work off of, so they kind of like their demons got a little bit. You, you had Lyra and Panzeram. But she also had Roger and the Master of Jordan College. Well, she had time for herself. She I'm had, just saying. I'm I think just that's saying what as well. Out. Like I mean, they I didn't just, have the option of that for him. I get. I, I get it. You know, everybody can't get their own personal time or personal scenes with their mm-hmm. own personal demons. But I agree with like you that. that Hester is so far the best yeah. demon. Like, she's the, mo- the most well-done demon. Yeah, I would go her. Then I would go um, the leopard for... Well, Stelmaria. Yeah, Stelmaria, yeah. I couldn't remember. Oh, that voice. So I would go with... Th- those two are probably the only ones that I've seen so far that they seem like they're actual characters and not just Well, pets. and Kaiser, now that you've seen him. Oh, yeah, because I haven't seen anything else but him. Yeah, yeah he's so, detached okay. from yeah. Serafina Pecola, which we'll get into. Yeah. But, yeah, so my my note is just all caps, Lee scores B with about 17 Ys. Terrible. Duet with Hester. And then accent, question mark? Exactly. Because it left right after that scene. <laughs> question so mark? it was gone. 
And then we got some exposition on a character that you didn't know yet, Yorick. They started yes, talking about Yorick. Poor Yorick. Um, was this a Shakespearean uh, like I don't know. reference? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I feel like you do again. I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, Yorick, uh, they talk a little bit about him. About um, how they uh, they owe they owe him a debt. They owe, he saved their life. Yeah, they don't really go into details about that venture. I'm guessing maybe sometime they will. I don't know. Oh, I swear I hate you. <laughs> you know. I don't know. But um, yeah, so they're going to go see him at the uh, the town. Trollison. Tro- tro- troglodyte. I'm, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. So he lands, and we stay on him for a good long while because he lands, and then uh, he's, uh, he's looking around. But he around. sees down. He he sees down. Oh, first. Yes, he does see the Egyptian ship. Yes, he sees the Egyptian ship. We see Lyra running around this like now carrier ship, this shipping container that. But you got. said it was the same one. That they it was left the same with. one at the end of last episode. Okay. But they had switched boats. That's what I'm saying. I, and I said that when we were watching, and you're like, it was the same one, Aaron. I said it was the same one they left on last episode. Okay. All right. You're so right. They You're did right. switch from their like houseboat to a now larger boat. Correct. For for your own sanity. No, no. It's different. You're, you're it's right. A different boat. You're right, Emma. I know I'm right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm aware. Whatever. That's Go. that's true. Continue. I shall. <laughs> so he he lands. Uh, he lands and he he is walking around and he's he's you know looking around. He's he's trying to figure out where's where's this bear. He's also. Because he, he meets the, the, the like, um, I don't know, uh, sheriff? What do you call this dude? Essentially. I actually really wanted to look him up because he, rec- like, I recognize that kid from Harry Potter, I think. That kid? He looks very young. That dude he's a, no, he's looks a grown like man, he's... But he's, he looks very young. So the the sheriff guy that he, uh, Lee Scoresby meets right when he gets to um, the, the village is clearly worked for the magisterium. Um, but I like their interaction. That's why I don't recognize him. He lost a ton of weight. Is that uh, he's Dudley Dursley? Really? Yeah. I was like, I know I recognize him, and I know it's from Harry Potter, but I don't know who he is. I don't. Um, I don't know who Dudley Dursley is. But Harry's you. Uh, cousin, Petunia. Oh, and oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. Little shit. He hasn't been in the books for a while now, so. You just don't pay attention when you. He, it's like you don't, the, pay, you don't no. pay attention. Okay, what well, anyway? Anyway, but yes, Sisselman. <laughs> yes, Sisselman. I like their interaction back and forth between Lee and Sisselman. They have a pretty aggressive back and forth on rumors. Yeah, but it actually it exposed more of Lee's character and how he interacts with people and how he gets information from people and and how he gets people's how, watches exactly and like just how he is and I think it was a very good introduction to a character only because it told a lot and so little. Yes. And I like that a lot. So I, I think he was written well, at least. Um, he was acted well as well. It's just that accent, you know. It's, it's Lin Manuel is amazing. He's, a, he's I mean, incredible. He's, he's, I do wish they had just been like, just cut the accent. Yeah, just it's cut fun. it off. Just be like, hey, no, nah, don't do it. Because like when he does it, it's done well, but he just slips in and out of it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have a little back and forth. He he asks about rumors about a bear, which triggers the guy. Instantly. Uh, instantly. Yeah, instantly triggers him. Uh, and then the guy comes back and he's like, well, I've heard some rumors about an aeronaut that, you know, fucks shit up. Yeah, it was, you know, just a hollow threat. He's just not so, very threatening. You know, not not at all. Like, not you could hit the dude in the throat and then he'd be done. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Uh, so Lyra and uh, Fodder Coram mm-hmm. and John Fa, they all, all, all the Egyptians, they, they land as well. 
they uh, and they're they're walking around, and we have the first mention of somebody that they're going to work with or somebody that they want to contact named Serafina Pecola. Yeah, they have to go to some like liaison or something mm-hmm, like that. The witch's console. Yeah, and so I guess if he deems it worthy, basically, he'll send word to. He's like a middleman. Yeah, which for I for the witches. I really uh, okay. I guess I guess he's necessary if they want to keep to themselves or something yeah, like he, that. He, okay. It like helps to illustrate that they like they just don't really concern themselves with the concerns of of the world. Of everybody else. Like Outside the witches them, have okay. their own thing. Uh but yes yeah, so we have our first mention of uh Serafina Pecola and our first look at this stupid fat little fox pan. It is so cute. Wow. He was so chunky. Wow. Is it because he reminds you of your dog? Don't worry about that. Yes it is. Don't worry about that. Millie you're not chunky. Sorry, <laughs> Millie whips her. her head around like, "Don't touch me! What are you doing?" Yeah. Um, and then so Fraudicorum asks her how she reads the alethiometer. Yeah, and, and so she. Oh <laughs> no, I, no, you got it. Well, because the it. way, and this is another thing that like they took this right out of the book. This is exactly what she says about how she reads the alethiometer. It's like going down a ladder at night when you can't see. You put your foot down and you trust that there's something there, and then you hit that rung. Uh huh. And then you know it is there, so you step down, and then you do it again. And she's like, "I put my mind down, and then I find that meaning, and then I step down, and I do it again and again and again." And she just kind of intuits it. I, I didn't get her definition. Like, I put my mind down. Like, I would have been like, I don't know what that means, Lyra. Like, it's just an intuition thing. Are you on it's downers? We don't do drugs here in the in the Egyptian wow. community. So let's not. Uh, but I guess, yeah. We I dare mean, to be drug free here. Yes, we do. Just say no. Uh, so, yeah, she she if she just said it's just like intuition, then I would have been like, okay. But she's know. 12. Okay. I mean, she, she was a smart aleck this whole episode. You can't <laughs> tell me she couldn't come up with the word intuition. Yeah. It just makes more. She's like, she's illustrating how she does this. Okay. I she's mean, it. if that's how it feels, you know, I don't know what she feels. Because it's kind so, of like, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is like, you know, you cast out your mind or whatever, and then it's like a key in a slot. Like you push it in and then suddenly it fits and there's, there's something there. Like it just clicks into place. Okay. And then you find the next one and it just clicks into place and you keep going and going until it clicks. Keys are you using? Jeez. I guess if you live in a bad neighborhood, you're like just always, but whatever. You've seen my front door. Uh, yes. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they're, uh, they're walking inside the town or whatever and they're going to see the the liaison. And she pulls it out in broad ass daylight. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the, what's the worries? Nobody knows what it is really, right? Clearly some people know what it is. Well, the because people that she, are like important people, but like well, when she pulled it out, like Father Corum knew what it was automatically. It's not like this big secret thing that nobody but knows see, they exist. I'm thinking Father Corum has some, <clears throat> excuse me, has some like history to where he knows a lot more. Mm. Like one of those things where it was like you were all in the mix before, but then some happened. I don't know. To now you're living a more like our character Yorick today. Clearly, he was more important uh, in his past life. You know. I don't but, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was. Don't play me. But anyway, <laughs> but now he's kind of disgraced or whatever, you know, when, when we finally meet him. So I'm thinking the people that know what elite, elite theometers are are, like, people of interest. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not just the average fishermen that were walking around that town. So if she whips it out, she whips it out. You know, it's like, okay, this little girl right, has a little 12. toy. Calm down. Wow, this little girl has a toy. Cool. And then they just get about, about their business, killing fish. That are potentially demons. No, they're not. I'm just saying. You're killing. I'm just saying. 
Um, but yeah, so she pulls it out and like they cut to a lot of people that are looking at her, and they're all the like official looking people that are walking around. Yeah, like yeah, like I said, the Magisterium people, yeah. clearly has a presence. All had Rottweilers for demons. So you brought that up, and you thought it, like so you're thinking it's weird, like it's convenient somehow that they all have dogs. No, I'm like, do they just hire the people that have dogs as demons? Is that what they do? So there's, that is one way to think of it. So. Maybe that's, like, something they look for in hiring and, and yeah. going after these people. Or are the people that are drawn to that kind of work more likely to have a demon like that? Ah, okay. So the demon settles on a Rottweiler because they're dicks. Yes. Ah, got it. And thus are drawn to that kind of work. Okay, that w- I mean, that makes a lot more sense with all the characters, like Ratty and mm-hmm. um, and everybody with a snake. And two people with snakes. <laughs> yeah, but, like, they're, they've all seen Shady. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is it. Except the monkey lady. Why does she have a monkey? Mm. Maybe it has to do with her fighting well, style. Maybe, maybe you know, we'll maybe we'll find out this episode. Maybe you'll know. find out. Maybe yeah. we'll find out. Let's go. Um. So they go and go see the witch's consul. Yes. Doctor, not gonna lie, dude's name I don't know. Did you look up the actor? Because he did look familiar as well. He looked familiar. Yeah, he did look familiar. Like I've I seen him check. in something. But uh, well dressed man. Uh, he looked like he. And I only bring up that because. They're in like a sea town. They're like a coastal sea town. Oh so. my God. Do you know who he is? Who is he? Do you know who he is? He is in the mummy. He's in the mummy one or the mummy two? No, he's in the first one. I'm pretty sure he's the guy with the balloon in the mummy. I don't know if he's that guy. He's Warren. Well, he could. No, Warren is the black guy, isn't he? With the I gold mean, tooth? Not here. Well, I have no idea. Oh my god, that's fucking incredible! The uh, yeah, Warren Hassan. Oh, okay. I feel like he might be the balloon guy. I'm gonna choose to believe. If you're listening to this podcast, and you know I'm wrong. Don't tell me. Let tell me believe her, this. Please leave it in the comments please on her let me Twitter. Leave it in the comments on everywhere so she knows. Uh, but only reason why I bring up how he is dressed is, like I said, he's in a town full of just a whole bunch of uh, fishermen. Nobody looks like they're dressed classy, so he's clearly somebody of importance. Um, he stands out. Mm-hmm. He stands out. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting for him to just be there, but he looks like he's well taken care of. Yes. So I'm like, are the witches taking care of this dude? Is he, is he just naturally rich? There are those people that are born into money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They talking, they're talking to him. What was his name? Uh, oh God. Dr. Lanassis. Dr. Something. Dr. Lanassis. Um, Dr. Lancelius. Oh, we were way off. Okay, so Dr. I knew Lencelius. I wasn't going to remember what his name was. All right, what were they talking about? Um, okay, so they sit down with him, and they're like, we need to talk to Serafina Pecola. And Fodderkorn is the one, he's like, let me do the talking. Like, yeah. I'll handle this. So he says that, you know, I know Serafina Pecola. She knows me. And he says, I'm aware of your relationship with Serafina Pecola. Yeah. I thought at first, because when he said, I'm aware of your relationship, anybody, I, I'm Instantly thinking, yeah, you guys were a thing. Cool. All right. But now him and her are a thing. You're not going to see her. That's what I was thinking. It's like, hey, this is my woman now. She's my witch. Wow. Calm down. Okay. What okay. Do what are you talking he about? He owns this witch. He oh owns my, her? You know what I mean Does he by own that. Her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Rampant sexism. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so he's kind of standoffish a little. I felt it. Very. I felt yeah. it in the room, yeah. you know. Uh, again, his witch, not yours. Just I'm going to mute you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, he's aware of, of his relationship with Serafina. Um, and 
Father Quorum is kind of like, you know, they're stealing our children, and I know the witches will be on our side for this. Like, I know she would want to know, and I know she would help us. Also said that their places weren't the only places st- uh, children were being stolen. Yes. It's also said, like, from there as well. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Lancelius is like, we have felt the effects of this as well. Exactly. But so where's clearly the sense, nobody... Yeah, where's the sense of urgency? Like, if, if this is a... Because they're scared. That's the thing that you're getting here. That's what you're supposed to get here is, like, they're aware that this is happening, and they're still, like... There's not that sense of urgency. I'm, I'm trying to get in that mindset of they have like this fear that they cannot win. Because like, okay, so later on in the scene, we'll we'll get to it. Or later on in the episode, when Lyra's speaking to Lee, and he's like, you know, this is a fight you're not going to win, or you can't win. I'm always like, I always try to think in any story that I'm like, what is so bad that you wouldn't try. Like, something terrible is happening to you. Where is the, like, where is the fear coming from that you don't even want to try to change this bad thing that's happening? So, like, this is causing mass fear around, you know, great distances. The north, the the, the south, apparently, the west, all this stuff. Because your children are missing. People that are important to you. And you're kind of just like, it is what it is because we know what's taking them. Like, No. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I understand this is a book. This is how it's written and everything like that. And But I'm, I'm trying to get into that. I can't get into that fear. My, if my children or my friend's children are being taken, it's time to rally up, you know, get my, my demon, whatever it is, and we're, we're going after them. That's right? what the Egyptians are yeah. doing. Uh, so, you know, so, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little, little vent. So he, he talks about knowing what's going on. He he says a couple things, like he says a couple words here and there. Um, did anything stick out to you? Um, not with him. Just the, just I think that overshadowed everything that they were being taken from. He knows. Yeah, that yeah. he's aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, as they're leaving, he looks at Lyra and he knows that she has an alethiometer. Yes. And she's quick to be like, well, she's quick to whip it out again. Giggity. But twelve. Again, I was a little skeptical because he has a snake for a demon. And to me, snakes See now you're now you're thinking correctly in this universe. Okay. Like your demon is an out an outshowing of you and thus reflects on you and thus has a way of telling people who you are. I am on that page. There you go. But I still don't understand Monkey Woman. So because she's fake. But the snake comes from, you know, the back of his collar or whatever and then goes away again. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, probably somebody not to be trusted. But she went ahead and just took out the alethiometer like it was, you know, Christmas morning, giving him a gift. And let him touch it. Hands it to him. Like, what is wrong with you? Unless you are so confident that it is not effective in anybody else's hands but my own. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he asked her if she has the books, and she goes, I can just read it. She said, nah, I got this. What books? You know, who who needs books, right? I can't even read. New Alethiometer, so, who dis? Exactly. So, yeah, and then uh, he, he asks her to uh, prove, prove it. it. So yeah. the cloud pine, so he tells her that there's a storage room full of cloud pine, and if she can go, and the way that she can prove she reads it is if she can go and pick out the one that Serafina Pecola uses. Which, did they say what they use, like how they use these pines? So the cloud pine is what they use to fly. It's not brooms. See, and I assumed, mm-hmm. like when I think, 
what which is used to fly, I was thinking like, oh, because they don't they explain that it's not it's not a broomstick. Like First they don't of all, your thought process is racist. Not all witches, okay? <laughs> they have different forms of transportation. Mm, like vacuums. Mainly Priuses. But I didn't expect like little jars right, as well. Right. Yes. I'm with you on that. Because they, when they talk about it in in the book, it's like she goes into this other building and it's kind of out of the way and she comes back with something. Oh, and I, I always thought that it was like a branch, like a branch off a tree. Like it's not okay. a broomstick, but it's like a whole ass branch they use to then fly. Because I'm like, with this little like leaf, what does that mean? You use that to fly? Put it in your pocket. Super I guess. Bad. Yeah. So she reads the alethiometer and she picks out the right one and then he gives her a piece of it very quickly too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting real... Yeah, she's getting better with it. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So he gives her a piece of it and tells her that, you know, if she ever really needs her, she can use this to summon Serafina Pecola. And she'll come anytime. Like, that. she'll just pop up, like Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins or something like that. Which makes me think, then why was I, you know, like, do we really need to go any further? Why don't I just call her right now? If I got her phone number, I'm going to give her a call. But right. that's for like that's like emergencies. Uh, we're looking for. Her. But that's like a that's like a, that's like if you if you're like in trouble right now like right right now like you're about to die like use this and she'll come help you I, or whatever. I feel like maybe the witch should have gave that to her. You know mm. what I mean? Like it feels like the story well, would have made more the, sense. He's the spokesperson for the witches. You know? uh, that's, yeah, that's his prerogative. To, okay, to say. okay. So that's like their manager being like, "Wow, I'm, no, that's what it feels like, right?" It's like, okay, you guys need her anytime. Boom, just call her, and you know, he is he a just, trusted. Is he though? He's a trusted man he has a to snake. the witches. Is he though? Okay. You're being racist now. Uh, against you, snakes. you literally just against said snakes. Okay, yeah. all right. Stereotypes. Anyway. Um, did you catch that? Or maybe I just kind of looked at it as a secret hidden room to where all those uh, pine needles were. Uh, oh, that it was like hidden. Yeah, not necessarily. Didn't okay. he just he just opened it up for. Her. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it didn't. Look, it, it was like off into the corner or something like that. Like it looked like I thought it was hidden. Like maybe he was like hiding it from the oh. rest of the world. I, something. Like if that. I remember correctly, in the book, it's a different building. Like okay, yeah, because it was just walks a, outside and goes into like a shed or something. Yeah, no, nah, this was just the next room over. And he was just like, "There's a bunch of fucking cloud pines in there. Go pick out the one that's hers." And what's a cloud pine? I don't know. Okay, because you keep saying it like that's you knew what, what it, it was, and it's, I was like, "Okay." I maybe thought it she was knows. a branch, and clearly I was wrong. I thought it was were, a, a branch they of were small pine, pine needles. They were small pine for their podcast listeners. They were small pine needles. If they haven't seen that in episode. little glass jars. Yeah, and there's clearly a bunch of them. There's so there's like hundreds of clearly them. a bunch of witches out there. I don't know. Yeah, you do. But it's <laughs> it's summoner now. Summoner now. I'm going to call you. If I got your phone number and I need you, I do because all the kids are being taken. Come on. They're going to go through the proper channel. Call me. The proper. They're going to go through the proper channel. He is the proper channel, right? He is. Okay. And what did he give her? Huh? What did I'm he saying, give her? They're going to go through the proper channels. Hold to, on. To let her Hold know. Hold on. She's a witch, right? <laughs> And, and what was her, her sister? Yeah, exactly. A princess. A pr- thank you. She came down in a bubble, Aaron. <laughs> and you're going to look, look at me and sit there and tell me I'm wrong? You are, yes. <laughs> Summon her now. That was a That's a deep cut reference. I hope somebody gets somebody's that. Somebody's going to know what I that is. I hope somebody gets that. <laughs> that went off the rails. That was good, though. <laughs> so, do you, so you know where we went after that? You know where we went? You know who we found after that? Who do we find? Yorick Bernison. Sir Yorick, yes. Yorick Bernison, who... I love and whose name I could not pronounce for the life of me when I read this book. Burnson? 
No, I O R E K. Oh, they don't spell it with a Y. A and because y. it's capitalized, it looks like a lowercase L. Ah, so okay. When I have a kid reading this, I was like, ah, yes, Loric. Wait, is it just two L's? No, it's I O R E K. But it's pronounced Yorick. So it's not like the Spanish pronunciation where there's two L's no. is a Y. No. That makes no sense. I'm, I, I think you might be reading that incorrectly unless they've spelled it someplace else with an i in the front yeah it's i-o-r-e-k then it's eloric then it's eloric where are you getting this l from two l's to make the yeah but that's not spelled that way but it's pronounced yeah i'm aware where are you why are you putting l's in this name because i'm saying that's how you get that sound you're killing me like like if i were to take off and just put it spell his name y-o-r-i-c yorick you're killing me. How I'm just telling you. Whatever. You're looking at this like it's Spanish. It's not Spanish. It's anything. It's a fake place. <laughs> what are you talking about? It can be whatever it wants. Anyway, we meet yeah, Jorg Bernison. He's a Jorg drunk. Bernison. Yeah, he's a drunk. He is. He's he's a drunk bear. Um, I love his voice. He's kind of been ostracized. He has. Yeah. So what was your, what, I guess, what was your impression of Yorick? Uh, he just looked like somebody that was, I wouldn't say like down on his luck. It seemed like he was just somebody that the town tolerates being around because he may have a certain skill, but he's not respected. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like he's in the back. He's hidden in uh, shambles of, you know, the place. There's like scraps all around him. He mm-hmm. just looks like he's... Uh, disheveled like his feet are extremely dirty and you know his face is scarred up from whatever any armor uh yeah but see i don't i don't know bears to have just naturally Mm. just always have armor so it just looked like a you know this is a bear the thing that i was interested in was like why is he not have a human with him like why is he just yorick why isn't he yorick and why would he have a human because every animal has a human every demon has a human well see i don't know if you're an animal how I dare assume you. you're the a demon. The Panzerbjorn are not a demon. But see, the the Panzerbjorn are a proud why? race why? of bears. Why? Aaron. Why? <laughs> why? Because. Uh, you see, there's no explanation for because it. Because they I was, are. I was expecting. Why are humans around? The same reason because. why demons are around. Because. because they go together. So I was like, I was literally, I was expecting him to walk out and then like some bum to walk out behind him and be like, you know, hey. Dare this, you talk about Lee Scores be like that? This is us. This is us now. Like, this is our life. Nah. Okay, so. No, nah, the Panzerbjorn are their own race special, of. All of a sudden. Of bears. Okay. Um, are there, and, and, and I've asked you this before, and I, don't, I can't remember if you just said yes or no, or maybe, or whatever, or I don't know. But are there other special animals? Like, are there a race of squirrels out there that, you know, armored squirrels that. Do they're their own thing. They're queen squirrel girl. Exactly. No. Is there? No? No. So it's just special snowflake polar bears. Yeah. Okay. And then you said you could you could potentially have a demon that's a polar bear. You could have a demon that's anything. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. It'd be a really awkwardly large demon to have. But that'd be dope. Look Make at the Panzerbjorn. Make your life very difficult. I, I would, I'd be fine with that. Make your life very difficult. Because they can go at least five feet away from you. You can't have a studio apartment. You don't get a studio apartment. You gotta, you, everything, your whole life is more expensive because you got to account for this eight-ton fucking bear. Yeah. I mean, if they got to eat, too, that's the only problem. That's, yeah, exactly. But do they eat animals? Because we haven't really seen any carnivore demons, right? Besides, like, 
a snake. That's the closest thing I can think of. Right? I mean, you've seen a lot of dogs. Yeah, but you can feed them, like, vegetarian foods. You can, right? I also don't think the demons eat. That's never been addressed, so is that a thing? I'm just thinking about that right now. I was like, have I ever read about the demons? I don't think demons eat. Oh, that's terrible. Okay, if they don't, I can understand. Yeah, because I don't think when they eat. die, they turn into like dust and yeah. everything like that. They don't like decay or anything like that. Yeah. So, do they age? Well, I mean, Pan is like even look at the little fox he was. That's clearly a small young fox. Yeah, but like, did uh, Fodacorum's demon look different? Yeah, like as a or like when it finally changed or settled, mm-hmm. was it a kitten and then grew older? Well, when it settles, it's an adult because it's settling, and then it just never ages. No. Okay. All right. Oh, we're getting we're getting deep into it here. Yeah, we got to though. We this met is what this Yorick Bernison. You said Aaron. that for the third time here. We now. met Yorick, and we haven't talked about it yet. I'm very excited. I love Yorick. You're very excited. I'm very excited about Yorick Bernison. I love him. Okay, why were you excited about Borson? Because I like Yorick. Oh, okay. I like him as a character. Okay. Um. No, I'm I'm a big fan of him. Um. So I've been listening to the audiobooks, and the whoever does the voice for Yorick in the books is really really good. Um, and so who does it on this one? Did you read? Uh, I can look it up right about now. Um, so one of the things that I was really worried about for whatever reason, I was just like, I don't know if they're going to get the, the, the voice right. You know, I feel like that's kind of something that it really has to like have that sense of, uh, power and it just has to be really strong. And it, it, I really liked it. It was very deep and very gravelly and very, I don't know. I really liked it. It was very Polar bear-esque. It's very you know. polar bear. Yeah, I mean. If you, had, if you asked me what a polar bear sounds like, I would have said sounds like this. I mean, it's 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 kind of difficult to mess that up. It's not like they were like, oh, let's get Gilbert Godfrey to be. I would have died. <laughs> the voice You know of what? Yorick. I would have been okay with it. That's terrible. Would have been okay with it. You need you know something. What? You, you, if you're going to go that direction, you just got to stick with it. Lean right on in. No, Gilbert Godfrey is a parrot and only a parrot. So if they have a demon that's parrot. Then you bring in Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, the voice of York Bernison is Joe Tandberg, and this is his most high-profile uh, uh, part that he's done so far. So I don't recognize any of his other work, but he has a fantastic voice, and good for him. You know, the only other person that I would have rather had um, play the voice of him. Who's that? Uh, Kevin Conroy? No, Kevin Graveau. Who's Kevin Graveau? Kevin Graveau. You'll know him from, he was uh, Underworld. Okay, you remember the first yeah. movie, Underworld. Remember yeah. the big black werewolf? Yeah. That guy. All right, I can see that. That is the I only other. Because he does have that, like. He has that he's huge He's like that thing, like, you look voice. at him, and you're like, that voice isn't real. Yeah, exactly. It's not real. So, like, him playing something like that, then it's just like, oh, okay, this is, good Lord, man. You have a massive Hell voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's actually super smart, by the way, just to, he's got, like, crazy degrees or something like good that. Good for him. Yeah. So we meet York, everybody. Oh my God, the Can fourth we time. Talk about York? Well, what more do you need to say about him? Because well, we didn't really see too much. Yeah, him. he meets Lyra. He comes out and he, you know, more bark than he is bite. Um, and she stands her ground because she's yeah, like, hey, she does. we need your help. You know, people are being taken. And she doesn't go into details, but, you know, we need your help. And he's aware. Yeah, he knows. He, he's aware. He yeah, calls yeah. them. He said, I'm aware of the child cutters. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't catch him saying child cutters. Yeah. So, so he says he's aware, and she uh, she says something ineffective. Or he's like, you know, I, I work here. I do, you know, I, this is what I do. And she says, uh, she says, and is that anything fit for a Panzerbjorn? And he gets real upset. 
That's yeah, when he gets so up in her face. Clearly, Panzerbjörns hold a certain respect. Very much around so. the world. Very much. They're a very proud race. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're proud of. Maybe they're proud because they don't have humans. You know, we're we're humanless. You know, we don't we're not tethered to you know other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it looks it's insulting to be like, well, I mean. <laughs> You're not a Panzer Bjorn anymore, or you're not, you know. So yeah, he he huffs and puffs and blows in her face, and you know she stands her ground. Uh, I really really was hoping that um, Father Corn would like cower a little to give me more of this, like, oh crap, like he. he, What are you (laughs) doing? He looked a little worried. He looked worried about Lyra, but it was that kind of like I can't do anything about this. So and do they not realize she's a child like how about we put ourselves in between the giant murderous bear and the child she went for it yeah. she went right for it and she's not the who's flash stop her? she's not the flash or superman he could walk who's, in front of her who's going to stop her she was just like like he does, he knows not to do that cuz when they walk away and we go back to that scene later and he's like what were you doing talking to him like that he could have ripped you in half yeah that's what i'm saying you knew the he's danger. He's trying to try and get ripped in half. Okay, so like, okay, so let's give her, yeah, sacrifice the child. If he was on a drunk bender, right, and he was just really out of his mind that morning or something that they approached him, he could have killed her. Yeah. Okay, so then you know this about Panzerbjorns. Do something, bro. Like, come on. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? At Nothing. Least, at least attempt to make yourself look like you're going to step between. She walked up. He walked up. Father Corum was like, well, then this is happening, I guess. <laughs> If you die, you die. Like, all right. Sheesh. Okay, then nope. we're doing this. Like, I'm just going to throw some get, Hamilton in here. I'm just going to sprinkle the whole thing with I Hamilton. I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it. Sorry. Somebody will. Never seen it. Uh, and it, it, all, it all ends when he, he walks away and he just says that he's not for sale. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, par for course for defeated uh, heroes, I would say. Yeah. That, that's what that is. You know, it's like, well. This is my lot in I life. Got no, I got no fighting in, in life anymore. I'm doing what I wake up, I drink, I build, I go back to sleep. Boom. So we meet York, everybody. Oh, my God. Uh, so we he go bet, from this, there. All this excitement for York and Lee I better just, pan out in this series. Better pantalime. Uh, just stop it. They, they better be cool. I just like them as characters. I'm, I'm a fan. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see why, you know? So we go from there to uh, Mrs. Coulter wearing a deep red. Yeah. Which immediately stands out. Very She's good. been in, like, blues and greens this whole time. Blues, greens, very relaxed-looking fits at some times, but now it's uh, very it's all business. Very deep red. Yeah, yes. Which, uh, that's, uh, you know, there's a little something to say there. There's a little something to say there. What do you, what did you get from that? I just said it, it's a whole thing. No, I feel like you you're holding it back again. It just makes her it's just showing her in a different light. It's just like it's a it's a change in demeanor. Like that's a very visual way to show a change in demeanor in a character, regardless if it's this story or any other story. I just took it as um I know where I'm going. I'm you know speaking as Mrs. Coulter. I know where I'm going right now. I'm going to the magisterium. I it's know her how armor. I know how they they are there. I know how they're dressed there. Um, let me stand out. <gasps> And, and I didn't even think about this until just now. So we got a, we, we talked to Ma Costa talked last time about, um, basically her story and how her story, you know, kind of ostracized her to the magisterium, to the church, because she was an adulteress who had had a child with another man out of wedlock. And now she was ostracized from the church and she walks in wearing red, perhaps the scarlet red. Oh, yeah, I mean, could be. She walks in wearing scarlet. Yeah. I get, I'm I onto get it. You. I'm wow. onto it. Okay. I see it. Now you've gone down the rabbit hole. No, I see it. Uh, yeah, no, I just thought I'm going to stand out. 
you know, it's I'm wearing, you know, red at a funeral. Mm. You know, I'm the only one that's going to be wearing it when mm. everybody else is in black. I'm I'm here. So that's what I thought. And then she even mentions like, um, like nobody's here. Yeah, nobody's like, here. Clearly, they heard I was coming. Exactly. So you know, and he's like, no, 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 we didn't announce. It. She's like, I know, I'm making a joke. Yeah. So clearly, the magisterium has no sense of humor. Um, the church, of course, they don't. Eh, trust me, they do. Yeah, they they do. But we're get, that's getting into a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, she meets with the uh, Ratty first. Is she with Ratty? Who was I taking her to? I uh, believe so. Took her to um, what's his face? Father McPhail. Father McPhail, in a place that looked like a tomb, but it, I guess it's a meeting room. But a on the way there. Room. The, like, it actually made me, like, oh, on the way there, they're walking down the stairs to get to the bottom of the stairs, and her demon reaches up to grab her hand, and she just uh, slaps it away. Yeah, she does, He, yeah. like, reaches up like a little kid, like, hey, hold my hand. Hold my hand. And she's just like, get away from me. I, I, I remember seeing it, and I, I, I don't have any theories yet formed from that interaction besides... Um, she's fake? Well, yeah. I mean, if they have their body switched like that, it's always the human trying to connect again and the monkey like no i'm in control now you've been playing too much death stranding i'm just saying i've never even played death stranding all about connections you're just you're it's, it's, on it think about it everything's connections in this whole thing you really need to play death stranding yeah ha- i'm not going to play the demons connecting with their humans the polar bears pans uh, uh pan bjorns connecting with their uh uh armor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's it's all about connections that's all it is the the uh, pine cones connecting with their witches. It's all about connections. Yes, the pine cones yeah. connecting with their witches. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so he takes her to Father McPhail, who kind of just starts ripping into her about her raid on Jordan College. Yeah. But he says like you ruined a a long standing relationship between the college and the magisterium. Thought they wouldn't care. Thought the uh, magisterium would just be like, hey. Whatever it is, whatever it is. So, do they have a good standing relationship, or do they not? Clearly. So then, I mean, clearly they did. But like that was this. magisterium people backing her up when she was doing it. It wasn't just the rank. It wasn't her like personal guard. So what? 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 I don't. Where? Where's there? Where's everybody's? You know, alliance. Like well, she who? as as she clearly is the head of an organization. So she has her personal Gestapo. But yeah, I, at her disposal. I thought those were. Magisterium guys. They are. Because the oblation board is through the magisterium. The magisterium and the oblation board are one of the same is what we've been learning. But the magisterium doesn't exactly want that to be public knowledge, which is why they told her if this becomes too loud, you're on your own. Like, we're not going to protect you. But you would think. And that's what they told her in this meeting. They're like, you're making too much noise. You would think then that the oblation board, (laughs) whatever, oblation board, would still have the same ideals about the uh the Jordan College, you know? Well, which is what this meeting kind of shows you is that she and the magisterium are not on the same page on everything because they're Correct. pissed off at her. And yeah. she's going she's going a little bit rogue and she's, as they said, making too much noise. Yeah. And then Varys enters the room. For. Yes, um, Cardinal Varys. Yes, Cardinal Varys enters the room. Uh, all hunched very, over. Very nice. Very, yeah. oh, can I get you anything? Can I get you water? Can I get you some food? And uh, you know what? I actually kind of, I liked this interaction only because he came in like he was the boss mm-hmm. and then quickly was shown, you're, no, not, you're not in control here. Yeah. And this was a really good scene for her. Okay. This was a really good scene for her because we were talking last week about how I was upset that how, you know, the amount that they're trying to push up Lord Boreal in the story is, I feel, <sighs> well, yeah. a lot of times at the expense of Mrs. Coulter. 
And so when you kind of remove Lord Boreal from that and you give her her own time, like you're, I don't know what this this motion, this hand motion. The you're hand getting. motion with me so cutting was, off the neck is give Boreal more time. It's fine. It's not at the expense of Mrs. Coulter. I have I mean, an explanation though for you. Oh, I oh, do. do you now? I do. Oh, do you? I do, and it's 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 you know without Boreal as well. It's not Please an excuse. Enlighten me. So they're showing you Mrs. Coulter because she's an important character, of course, right? But they've only shown us these um, intimate times where she's lost it all and she's kind of um, beaten down by her circumstance. Like she's stressed out, she's drinking, she's suicidal, all this type of stuff. But these are intimate moments by herself mm-hmm. when she's in front of anybody else. It's all power, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's what she knows. That's how she survives in this place. This is not just her. This is everybody. This is our world. I'm talking. When you're alone, you're at your most vulnerable. You're you're like you can let go a little. You don't have to put up an appearance that you're powerful because nobody else is around. You can be yourself. But even so in front if, of Lyra, she slipped up and lost control, and that was that whole scene where she tells. But Lyra was, is. but Lyra was prodding, right? Yeah. So like it, it took a little to come out, and like she wasn't probably prepared. Or when for she's that. around Lord Boreal, like she at the end of last episode, like she was clearly like just done. Yeah, but she didn't. Yeah, but the, that's at the end of her rope. Like she went through a whole bunch of I'm stuff the same. by there. Mrs. Coulter it makes is sense. very powerful and very uh, she scary. Is. It's not taking that away. It's just a, a thing. That doesn't that take gonna, it like, away. You're going you're gonna to give all this power to Lord Boreal and not show his vulnerability. First of all, him, first of all in episode two, mm-hmm. or wait, maybe it was three. No, this is three, right? This is four. This is four. So episode two, I believe, um, when he goes into the, no, 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 episode three, when he goes into the other world. And he, we find out about the soldier and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. He was vulnerable there because he's wearing that ugly shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. I thought you were trying to go somewhere. I was going to tell you you were wrong, but I thought you were trying to go somewhere. You're a piece of shit. But do you think I'm on to something like with that? Listeners out there, have you ever been by yourself and just cried? No, no one has ever done that. Right? No one's ever that's, done that. That's what I feel like these scenes are, or those scenes were, was their interpretation of how she is powerful but, but it's she's... making her look unstable now that i see the the difference of her in front of powerful people in front of powerful people and her by herself it doesn't i don't get unstable mm-hmm. i get i get i need to pull it together in front of I me mean, people get nervous before they go in front of other people you know they it, it's it's a whole bunch of emotion that you probably would not have gotten in that book because they're not going to do one-on-one alone time with her because it's all through the eyes of Lyra. Mm-hmm. So now that we have a visual medium, we can show that stuff. We can show, mm-hmm. you know, this side. I understand. So it maybe maybe episode five, they show unstable Boreal. His plans aren't going the way he wants them. He's not getting the answers he needs. And they do one scene. I don't get a scene of him trying to jump off a building. Well, he's not that way. Those suits are too oh, expensive. yeah, uh-huh. Suits are too uh-huh. expensive. I'm just saying. So... That's so my, all this to thing. come back to the conversation at hand, which is that uh, she she calls him on his his kill him with kindness real quick. She's like, I arrived fed and watered. Go ahead and just tell me what you're going to do to me. Yeah. What's, what's your my punishment? punishment? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, we're not going to punish you. You know, no, no, no. So he tells her, I love this scene for her, because he tells her that they are taking leadership of the oblation board away from her giving it to Father McPhail, and they're stripping her. Yeah, yeah. Who didn't look. Yeah. And then they're stripping her of all official duties. And she looks at him and she says, should I tell you why you won't do that? She claps. You're, you're she taking, does. She does do the slow clap. Yeah, slow clap. She does the, sh- the slow clap. What's, what's like, her name? Congratulations on your your little show that you've put on. I see what you've done. What, what was the uh, clap for, for Trump? 
or uh, what's her name uh, behind him. You know the clap, the the famous clap. Oh, Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's clap. Yeah. Yes, that would have been hilarious if she Pelosi clapped. I would have been like, Oh man, you know what? I like this scene. Yeah. But yeah, so she tells him, she says, should I tell you why you won't do that? And we yeah. finally get a piece of information we were supposed to get like three episodes ago. So you remember me talking last time and I was, I kept saying something like I'd come into something in the book and I was like, and I can't say this because you're supposed to know this, but we don't yet. For some reason they haven't said in the show. Correct. Which is that Lord Asriel is being held prisoner by the Oblation Board in the North. <sighs> and I feel like this was the time to tell it though. But Lyra's known for like a hundred pages. Oh, really? How did yeah. she find out in the book? Uh, who tells her? Who tells her? Is it Mrs. Coulter? I got uh, your daddy. The master might tell her when she leaves Jordan. Really? Remember, like she learns really early on that he's prisoner. So he gets captured like instantly after he goes to he Jordan gets College. Captured pretty quickly. Um, I don't remember for sure. Somebody I'm sure will yell at me through their podcast and be telling me right now that I'm very wrong. Probably. And I very well could be. I, she, but she knows pretty early on. Like she's known for a while now, and that's part of the reason. Like that's part of the reason that she wants to go north. It's because she wants to go save Asriel. Oh, yeah. See, none of that is in this yeah. at all. It's all about saving the kids. So my, so I, I have the quote, and it's in all caps, because I was like, we're finally talking about this. And she says, I have Lord Asriel in a jail controlled by bears who are, in this case, controlled by me. Interesting. But I can, I can see maybe a once regal and proud group of bears... Um, not so respected in the world anymore for whatever reason, um, doing whatever they can to get that respect back. That's what I would assume. Okay. That's what I would assume. All right. Um, and she says, uh, so she basically gives him her list of demands. She's like, I'm going to stay in charge. I'm going north tomorrow. And I would like to ask a question of Fra Pavel and the alethiometer. So Fra Pavel is the one at the magisterium at this location that has the alethiometer and can read it's ratty. it. Ratty. Yeah, we call him Ratty. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she decides that she wants to ask him a question. And the the cardinal is, is very surprised by this. He's like, that is a very high price to ask. And she was like, not high enough for For Asriel. Asriel. She's yeah. like, it is, it is. It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. I needed four questions in a, in a mule. That's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. Um, so there's so my next uh, my next note is an is a, a quote from Lyra. So we obviously go back to there, and I'm trying to remember how it comes up because I think she might be talking to Lee. Oh, was it when she was sitting down with? Um... Oh no, it's when she's talking with Father Coram. Okay, so when does she talk with Lee? Yeah, no, not it's Lee. A lot. No, no, no. She when she. When she's looking up at the sky with... Uh, oh, that oh. hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that hasn't happened yet. Okay. So we leave Mrs. Coulter and we go back to Lyra and Fodder Coram. Um, and he, again, is he he give, has your same concern. He's like, it was very weird of you to bring the alethiometer out. Yeah, just How, Why did you decide that you would trust that guy? Um, you know, you do yourself damage by trusting the wrong people. And she says, I do more damage to myself by not trusting anyone. It's a flip real fast, though. Because last a, episode, she just wasn't trusting anybody. She wasn't trusting anybody, and that that particular line is a big departure from Lord Asriel, who in the first episode said, I don't trust anyone. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big, so is it kind of her 
finding her own way outside of Lord Azriel's I think it Batman is. way. I think okay. it is. Now that she's decided she can trust the Egyptians and she can trust Ma Costa. Same person. Same same thing. You're horrible. It's the same thing. And Father Corm and John Fa. I'm waiting for you to give me something else outside Egyptians that she's trusting. That's just because that's all she's at right now. That's I'm all saying, she has. I'm just saying. Just saying, you're like, she can trust Egyptians, and then you name Egyptian, 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 Egyptian. Who are all individual people. They are. You're racist. I, I'm saying. I'm just saying. The uh, Egyptians at the end of the day. So she asks him, you know, because it's come up twice now. So she asks him, you know, how did you know Serafina Pecola? Oh, yeah. And, and you he, get his story. And then it just confirmed my notions, you know. That they were together. He was, yeah, he was with her. and But it went a little deeper. They had a kid together. Um, then something... He said there was an the, epidemic. An epidemic, he, yeah. Their, their child got sick. There was nothing they could have done. That's nothing, like, big and important yet, maybe? Like, is that a, a thing, an instance that happened? Like, the flood that you didn't know about? I mean, fucking maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's a prequel that I haven't read. Okay, so yeah, the epidemic happened, and uh, unfortunately, their their child didn't make it. Um, and he, when, he talks about the way that they, that they addressed it differently. Yeah, and I... I'm... It, like, to kind of... It, it kind of struck a chord with me because I'm currently writing something, um, a situation similar uh, for another project that I'm working on where parents handle something differently and that's what kind of breaks them apart. Mm -hmm. And it kind of seems like, you know, the death of a child usually would kind of be like, hey, let's be there for each other, you know, but she wanted what? Um, there was there was a line in there that I wondered if struck you or if, because there's a, a name that's mentioned. And I didn't know if it was something that, like, or just because you didn't recognize it, it just went over. Yeah, it just went over my head. He talks about how she wanted to fight the world, and she wanted to kill everything, and she would want to fight, and she would go all the way, and she would fight Yambe Aka, if that's what it took. I just took it as, that's their god, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's all I took that yeah, as. Yeah, so it's essentially the witches. So you, okay. it kind of gives you the idea that, like, the witches have their own set of, like, religion. and. I didn't understand the, because until he said the uh, their god or whatever, I was thinking, I was like, why is she, like, wanting to fight the world? I was thinking it literally. Mm. That's why it was. But he wanted to mourn, um, and that's what, I guess, drove them apart. He so. says he's never seen her again since they buried their son. And then he broke down. Aww. Yeah. That was really sweet. It was horrible. It was a touching scene, yes. It was a touching scene. And then we go back to Lee Scoresby, everybody. Uh, yeah, waking up in uh, the, the place that he originally got kicked out of. No, he hasn't gotten kicked out of there yet. Really? I thought that was the first. Oh, this is where he's. No, this ah, is the fight. He, this is the same. Yeah, no. Okay. You're, you're jumping ahead because okay. he, he walks in and my note is on. No one wants to be his friend. Yeah, he's really trying to investigate, basically. <laughs> but he's doing it kind of the, the, the right way. Mm -hmm. you know, hey, anybody want to play a game of blah, blah, blah? All play these game fake of hazard. games. Yeah, play fake game games. of flippity flop. Which flippity was just, floppity. Whatever. These are all fake maybe, games. Maybe his rabbit taught him flippity floppity. Maybe. His hair? His hair. Yeah. Let's, uh, hairs are all male. Maybe um, and nobody's responding to him. And then he finally is like, you know what? Okay. I'm looking for a bear. Yeah. He goes blunt force now. Let's mm -hmm. go straight for what I'm looking for. And once again, everybody in the room is triggered. Some people leave. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. Two, those two women that they look at, like they look at each other and then the they twins. leave the room. Were they twins? Because I swear they, they, they look, look like twins. Similar. Yeah. So that's what I was going to, because I was going to stop and be like, hey, Emma, are those, are those like characters in the show? And you probably would be like, no, those are just NPCs that are, you know. Are they? I don't know. Okay, so then, yeah, all right. Yeah, they bounce. Um, and he looks at one guy at the bar, and the guy kind of gives him a, you know, not-so-answer answer. And he's like, that means you know something, basically. Mm -hmm. 
and then it breaks out. It. Uh, this was a really, really good scene for Hester and him together. Yes. Because like he's getting his ass kicked, and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's so many. What are you doing? And then she starts talking him through the fight. She's like, okay, and then kick now. Okay, now you've kicked her. Yeah. And then bottle, and he brings up the bottle and smashes it. She's like, good. Okay, now I have a button. She's like walking him it's through a good, this fight. Yeah, no, it's a good scene. Because again, like I said, it expounds on a character mm-hmm. and her personality, which I'm glad that they did with an actual like demon. Like, let's let's go. Let's let's see these as two different people. My favorite was when he starts trying to climb up to like the next level. For what reason? And yeah. she's like, You're trying to go high? What are you doing? You yeah. can't get up there. I was thinking that too. I'm like, why would you go up? Like, that's stupid. And they pull him down and toss him out. Yeah. But uh he get my it's just all caps. Hester talking him through the fight. I love Hester. Yeah, she's a good character. She's definitely a good character. Oddly absent towards the end. Mm, no, she's there. No, I mean in the very last she's scene. She's physically there. Yeah. But like I'm saying like she has nothing to say. So, yeah. okay. Um well, I mean most of the all the time that we've seen her talking is when it's just the two of them together. Oh, that's right cuz yeah. demons only really talk to their own Human. Or to other demons. Or to other demons, yeah. Okay, it makes um, sense. And then, you know, he's like, it was worth it. She's like, worth what? And he goes, uh, three watches and Yeah, a he's wallet. a thief. He's a sticky fingers, you know? He, Love him. Apparently, he steals watches quite easily because he stole uh, the Magisterium Sheriff's watch, uh, and then he stole three more there in the bar. He's so, killing it. Yeah. He's got it. He's got, he got some cash on him. So go back to the Magisterium and back to Mrs. Coulter in the, uh, the reading room for the alethiometer that they have. Oh, yeah, so... They really don't focus on it, though. Like, there's not, like, a a shot where it, like, prominently focuses on the alethiometer, but it's sitting there. It's embedded, it looked like, into, like, a podium or something like that. And then uh, uh, before that, or in front of that, there's a book, you know, And there's books all around that. Yeah, just to translate, and I understand, because it can mean an infinite amount of things, Mm -hmm. so it's difficult to read. Unless you're an X-Man like, you know, Lyra. Well, and even when she when she's talking about asking, the, Fra Pavel tells her, he's like, you know, you have to understand whatever you, whatever question you ask me, it took t- could take weeks of study for me to figure out the answer. Yeah, but she didn't Lyra care. Lyra just does it. But, she, but Mrs. Coulter did not care. She's yeah, like, no. I don't care. I just want this answer like mm. for this question. And uh, she asks, who is Lyra Balakwa? Mm. Ah. Why would she ask that? Why would she ask that? Why would she ask? Why would a fake person ask? Why would the mother of her child, you know, ask who is my child? Unless that's not really your mama, but you look like what is, quote unquote, your mother. I don't know. Yeah, I bet you don't. I don't know. I do, though. She's fake. She's not the real one. And she has no prior memory of anything. There are multiple ones, just like the monkey. Because remember I said the monkey stroked pan's head mm-hmm. and you were like that's uncomfortable because that's not the real monkey that was the other monkey that had never seen pan before the other monkey attacked pan two monkeys two colters there it is Wait, there's two colters there's either two colters or one like frozen in carbonite waiting to come out i'm just trying to i'm trying to figure out where you're at all right there's not a lot of things away. there's a lot of things all right there's a lot of things but i think i'm on to something because it's like, why would you ask about your daughter? You have any question in the world, right? Any question and in the world. And that is the most important question she can and ask. Who that is, is what you want to ask. Yes. That's Which what now it ask. makes sense why they finally had to say her last name in the last episode so that they could have this in yeah. here. Because okay. last episode was the first time they said her yeah, last you name. Yeah, know, but I'm thinking she asked the whole name, who is Lyra Blackwa. So if she just said who is Lyra. I mean, it could have been like any Lyra. Yeah, there's not that many Lyras out there. Come on. That's a unique name. Lyra Balakwa is specific. It's like the Death Note. You have to write their first and last name. Fucking weeb. (laughs) 
on my podcast. You're going to bring your weeb shit into my house and disrespect uh, Our me podcast like can podcast. deal with a little bit of weebery, <laughs> all right? So, uh, yeah, she asks, who's Lyra Blackra? And uh, Brackra, whatever. <laughs> Lyra Baccarat. And uh, dude's like, all right, I guess I'll, uh, I'll get on it. Because they cut it right there, right? Yep. Yeah, so that was it. So we go back, and, and Lee has decided he has a new strategy for finding Yorick. And he just stands on a box in the middle of the town square and asks, does anybody know where I can find a bear? Yeah, and I'm unclear why they just are standoffish to where you can find the drunk bear that works on metal. Like, that doesn't mean, like, why are you so, like, oh, don't tell anybody where he is. It's He's going to stand out, first of all. Mm-hmm. That city didn't look too big. It's by the, the sea because they're fishermen. So just walk around for a couple of days. You will find him well, randomly. We, got, we get a look in a later scene. Uh, if not why, then who is is wanting to keep him quiet. Uh, the we'll why is more to, important. Yeah, though. that we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, but so Lyra sees him in his in, in his uh, soapbox that he's on. Yeah. And she's like, why are you looking for a bear? You know, what do you want with it? And him? she's more bold in this episode. Yes, yeah, she is. She's much more Lyra in like this episode. She's, but I don't see where it's coming from unless it's just like, like I don't see that turning point moment of I'm running, now I'm chasing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that was what happened last last week is she, she stopped running away from the Egyptians. She found, you know, she's like, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to stay here. And we're going to the north together to do this thing. So now she has a purpose. She knows what she's doing. She's not running away anymore. She's running to something. Okay. All right. So, yeah, she's very bold. She's much more like Lyra uh, from the books in this episode, um, which we even see here because she, you know, she's she's going on about, you know, why? how do you know him? What do you want with him? What are you doing? And Lee kind of brushes her off and looks at Fodder Coram and is like, okay, she needs to chill. Like, can you tell me? Like, you guys clearly know where he is. Can you? And Fodder Coram, to his credit, just says, I'm following her lead. Yeah. Like, you can talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. No. Love that. Well, it, why not? She's a 12-year-old child. This is a stranger with a gun. Gun <laughs> on his hip. Let's not forget that. Let's not be like, I'm following her lead. She knows what she's doing. Like, no. If he pulled out that pistol and been like, where's the bear? What's Fadakorum doing? Following her lead? Following her lead. Yeah, then they're both shot. That's exactly what <laughs> happens, and they're both shot. I mean, he followed her lead with the bear, and that worked out. He was frozen in fear. And it worked out. It didn't work out. It clearly did. got lucky is what it was. No, it didn't work out. Clearly it did. Because they didn't get their desired result. But they're alive. But they didn't get their desired result, which was bear come with us. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, so, yeah, Lee kind of catches on that, you know, he should be talking to Lyra. um, And he asks where he, because he decides that they know where York is. Uh, He's like, you've seen him, you've talked to him, you know where he is. Just tell me. And they won't. And so she walks away and he asks, he's like, why won't you tell me? And she says, because we need him and I'm not sure that you won't take him away from us. Makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is this is my prize. I don't need you, uh, you know, taking away. Yeah, yeah. I just really like Lee. He's a fun guy. Okay. He's a fun guy. I mean, yeah. So we have a, a little moment later on. Fodder Corm and John Faw, they're walking, they're walking on the hills in the middle of the night and they're talking. And they're talking about some sort of prophecy. Yeah, the child Prophecy yeah. that's because the, he the said witches, witches said it. Yeah, yeah the yeah. witches know of a prophecy about a child. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Strange flashlights that they had. They just 
stuck out to me. They were, I don't they, think I even noticed they had they flashlights. Had, they had like glow sticks. Well, not glow sticks. They had like, they looked like lamps, but they were holding them like they were flashlights. Interesting. It was, it was weird. Interesting. Okay. That's what you caught on to? You didn't catch the ca- the conversation, didn't? I just said I remember the conversation. All right. I just, the flashlights were weird too. I mean, like they were trying to be at a rave or something like that. That's <laughs> I'm like, all right, these guys, the Egyptians so party. I decided that the flashlights were more important. No, than the most important thing happened next. Go ahead. Oh, okay, so next, yeah. little bird shows up. Instantly, uh, Father Quorum looks up and is like, "Hey, that's that's uh, Kaiser. That's Kaiser. That's um, the demon of Seraphina Pecola. This the demon of Pecola, but Seraphina. Full name her. Should give give her some respect. Ser- Seraphina. What if Pecola. I just said Seraphina? No, Seraphina Pecola. Seraphina. But noticeably, this bird is high in the sky, mm-hmm. and unless Seraphina can fly. Which, I mean, I guess she She's probably could. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not all witches can fly. All right. Let's not put that stereotype on them. Oh, wow. uh, but instantly I'm like, okay, so demons can do whatever the hell they want if they're witches. Is that what's going on here? That's what we, that's what we're, that's where we're living, huh? So they don't, they don't say it outright. They don't go into so many words, but yes. Or, I mean, he says, you know, there's a power that the witches have where their demons can be far away. Basically, a witch's demon can go as far away from a witch as it wants. A witch and, a, and, their, and her demon can be separated as far as possible. They could go around the entire world away now, from each other. Now, it seems like, okay, this is a useful thing. Yes. Why not teach the world? It's a witch's only thing. It's a, If you're not a mm, witch, you can't do it. A little selfishness here, huh? Okay. It's I just get it. part of being a witch. But it's it's a helpful thing. Like, I would... Right, but hurt and die if my demon. You can't just become a witch. Oh, see, that's not said anything. <laughs> I'm thinking of witchery as like I learn this stuff. You've been reading Harry Potter. You're either born with magic or you're not. You yeah, can't but teach this a is muggle. The, this is the Harry Potter world. I mean, you did say in this scene that it felt like Harry Potter. Well, yeah, it it feels a hundred percent like when you see. Because uh, he heard the word witch. No, no, no. His cadence, the bird's cadence, mm-hmm. the way he was speaking. Just felt like Very he wise. belonged to Hogwarts, and he flew into the wrong series, <laughs> and was like, "I'm trying to get back to Hogwarts, guys." Like it just felt very Harry Potterish, and clearly, with the dude back in town, the Magisterium Sheriff back in town, Dudley Dursley, it is clearly a Harry Potter episode. So grown up Dudley Dursley, yep. he's lost a lot of weight. So what did uh, what was his name again? The bird Kaiser Kaiser Permanente. That's right. I got to remember that. What did Kaiser come and say to the the two Egyptians? So he uh, he and he and Father Quorum have their moment. He's like, "Hey, I look a lot different than the last time you saw me. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you do." Uh, he calls him something that I didn't catch. Um, he calls him a name, Quorum like something or other. He, I thought he said just like his full name, but he didn't say Father Quorum. He said Quorum and then another name. Yeah, that I didn't hear. Maybe it's a witch uh, translation to the name, perhaps. Um, and so Father Quorum tells him what they've been telling him. He's like, "You know, there are people stealing our children." Um, and he, Kaiser says a couple things. He says first that there are some clans, you know, cause they ask why aren't the witches, you know, fighting. Yeah. It's a bunch of clans. He apparently says, there are some clans that are working with the oblation board, which those is that weird search for dust. again. See, that's what I'm saying. I, where are the alliances? There's no clear lines in the same. So and the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because when we get to war, cause that's what it's just getting to. Let's, let's, let's not put on any type of mask we're going to war egyptians are going to fight somebody uh ablation board is going to fight somebody uh magisterium fighting somebody who's going to know who's on whose side like who's like how do you know who your enemy is when everybody could be you know what i'm saying that's a bit confusing isn't it 
Yeah. So a bit confusing. Like, uh, who's the red coats? Who's the blue coats? It's not always so simple. I think it can be because when you look at the magisterium, everybody's in you know priest-looking garb. So you know who you know. I if I'm against them, I know who to shoot at. Dude wearing the the priesthood thing. It's not you know? always that easy in life, Aaron. If if it's the yeah, but this isn't life. This is fiction. It's not always that. This easy. This is fiction. If I'm going against Egyptians, shoot at the bums. I know who's going to, you know, who's wow. catching it. you're racist. I'm just saying. That's not racist. It's racist. No, it's not. But anyway. So you're going to kill everybody in that Fisher town? Because they all look like bums. I mean, they're just northern Egyptians, aren't they? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it's basically northern Egyptians. No. Um, so he says that there are some witch clans that are working with the Oblation Board, those that search for dust. He says that there's a place, um, and we hear the name The Station again. He says they call it the station. Station. And that was when um, Lyra found the paperwork in. I remember. Yeah. So yeah. she. So he mentions the station. He says um, the the humans or whoever call it the station, and the witches call it Bulvanger. Yeah. Which and which translates, it's witch, fields of evil. Yeah, witch talk, right? Sure. I mean, that's what it is, sure. right? Sure. Why are you shuring me <laughs> off? Like, sure. Like, there's no witch language. Sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, I swear, I yeah, Fodderkorms as it translates to fields of evil. Are there men witches? No. So it's a strictly... Female. When you're born... It's a female trait. Okay, so Lyra's a witch. Go ahead. Okay. Um, And, he, and the last thing he says is that Serafina will support them whichever path they choose to take. Instantly. Like, not no no prodding or conversation. Yeah. She's, She's just like, like if, whatever you go, Because they, go. A, already know what's going on. And B, she knows Father Corum. Yeah. Clearly, very, very well. And it's she's not like, like they probably is, ended. Decide- yeah. Well, because he asks, he asks one thing. He says, Are you going to wage war? And Father Corum answers the question, not knowing, like, if I say yes, is that a good thing? If I say no, is that a good Like, uh, and he just says, You know, yeah, if it comes to it, then yes, we're there stealing our children. We're going, like, we're willing to go to war. Yeah. And that's when Kaiser says that Ser- Serafina will, will support them. So if if she said no, then he would have been uh, like, nah, she's not gonna support you with. No. I don't know. I don't. And I think that's the point. Is like she, Serafina knows Father Corm enough, and she trusts him enough clearly to say if he thinks that this is what's necessary, and if he knows this is a situation, then then yeah, we'll back him up. Okay. I mean, um, it's uh, I understand. Like you, this was your this was your man, so. Yeah, you you got his back. You guys ended, you know, terrible. But you were just at a a different way to grieve. Both of you grieved different yeah. differently. So that's what broke you apart. I don't know how that keeps you apart for that long, you know, because they're old people by now. It's like I understand, like I unless there was something they couldn't come back on terms for. She was like, well. Maybe I want to have another kid, and he was like, "No," or maybe vice versa, you know. And they were like, "We can't agree on this. I'm going to fly up north. You're going to stay with the Egyptians to the west, or something." I'm like, okay. Who knows? You know. I do. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is when we get to the scene of Lyra and Pan looking up at the sky, and uh, they look up at the at the northern lights. Can Can we just say, check mark on confirmed one of my theories already? I mean, if you want to. I'm just saying. So Lyra looks up at the sky, looks at uh, Aurora Borealis, and sees a city up there. Um, no special lenses. She doesn't have any, you know, no glasses, nothing on. She's like, oh, it looks like a little city up there. I can kind of make it out. Oh, it's gone now. 
You hear what she said about it? Uh, what did she say? She said maybe it's the alethiometer telling us where to go, where Roger is. Oh, 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 oh. So she think she thinks the alethiometer is projecting something in her mind to where she can see something. I think she's just like, I've never seen that before. I wonder if this is what it she is. She doesn't understand yeah. that when you don't have dust around your eyes, you can see things that other people can't see. You can see the I fabric. I mean, there's another. You can see the fabric of reality breaking down and see that there are different worlds out there. I don't know. Yeah, you do, but I it's do. it's a I don't know. That's that's what it is. I mean, why else would you need the kids? You need to get somewhere. You need to be able to see where it's thinner in the world to break through. So you don't have to just go through one, you know, that way you rally your troops and blitzkrieg every other dimension to take it over. And force nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Thank you. And that's what they want to do to all these other dimensions. We want to impose our way I know how religion works. They want to spread it across every dimension. So I've already got this. What are we watching the other episodes for? I've already seen the whole thing. You can't hide the secrets from me because the secrets are already, <laughs> I see everything. You I might as well call me Aaron the Alethiometer because I, I know the truth. How dare you? Boom. Oh, I'm sorry. Boom. You're to call it not a compass. It's, I mean, let's, let's not. Focus yeah. on the past, uh-huh. all right? Let's focus uh-huh. on the present and my geniusness. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's go. I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't know. Yeah, you, I just, do. I do, okay. but I don't know. Can 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 we say this though at least? When I am right, uh, and you, you know, know, and and you, you know, are finally done with the I don't know because everything's out in the open. Just be like, you know what, Aaron? Good job. And I'll be like, you know what? Good job, Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Because <laughs> I've already got it. Let's go. Uh, so this is we're still we're still in the middle of the night. So it's a long night. Yeah, Pan. Did uh, they never said if Pan sees? Well, it. Uh, she. Because I can't remember if she was. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if he said anything directly about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But Tony Costa comes out. Yeah. And sits with them and talks about thinking about Billy. He couldn't see it. He couldn't see it because he's already a teenager. Like it's done. Yes. All right. Yes. He's settled. He's settled. Dust is over his eyes. Can't see it anymore. Sit down, Tony. Yes. You done? Yeah, okay, I'm done. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know. That's what this episode's called. It's called I don't know. Okay, yeah, clearly. Uh, so, in the middle of the night, uh Lee and Hester are still still searching the town for York. Yes. Which doesn't seem like a big town. Where do you hide a bear? Oh, wait, they say they were searching around or Hester said he was we've been searching around for hours. Yeah. It's nighttime, yeah. you know, so uh, and they finally, they finally find him. Yes. They finally see him. And uh, this is where I have the note. It just says Lee's accent comes and goes. Yeah, it was gone by then. It was, it was like some certain words he would Texanize, I guess you would say. <laughs> but other ones, he was just like, whatever, I'm just going to use my own voice. Uh, and so he finds Yorick, who is, again, drunk and hanging out beside the bar. What's he drinking? Uh, he's drinking little, whatever uh, they're serving at the bar. He's drinking beer. Little schnapps. Like what he like hooks a claw into like a keg and rips it open and okay. just drinks it. And I mean, I wish they would have shown that. I know, me too. Yeah, it's it's uh, well because he BBC. says that he's drunk, but you don't actually see him drinking. Anything. It doesn't feel like he's drunk. With like, I don't see like a little sloshing around. He doesn't slur his words. Yeah, I wish they'd kept in him actually. Like, and then again, because you you talk later about like not knowing how. Like, how do they do anything with not an opposable thumb? Exactly. It's a really good way to show how they do things without opposable thumbs. You can still rip open a keg and drink the whole thing. Yeah. And I would have actually liked that little bit of detail. Again, I think that that similarly with the the, the demons everywhere just comes comes down to the CGI budget. 
I would imagine. You can do one quick half CGI because you don't have to show his whole body. Just half CGI hand or get Jim Henson's, uh, Henson's people on it and make a little puppet arm and have him like grab a bear or something what like that. What if it was all CGI and then all of a sudden there was just a furry puppet hand? I would love it. I would accept it. And then it switches back to CGI. Yes, I would love it. terrible. I like... Uh, I like realistic, you know, uh, I can't remember the name of it for real, like, as opposed to CGI effects. Um, uh, you know what Practical I'm effects. Practical effects, thank you. Yes, I like practical effects over CGI any day. Did you watch the Dark Crystal show? No, because I have to watch the... <gasps> we have to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch okay, the Okay, on topic. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we gotta watch the Dark, Dark okay. Crystal. Um, so, yeah, Yorick sees them and very quickly, like, kind of turns around and, and backs up. And Lee says, some look good naked, you do not, where's your armor? Yes, yes. So that, more importance on the armor of the bears. Like, yes. they, they're one and the same. Like, And it's like seeing like a person soul. getting drunk with no clothes on, just chilling. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, uh, uh goes with the lore that's been built up that I've seen so far that these are like warrior bears or something mm-hmm. like that. Because they said you're going to need the bear, you know, uh, you need muscle. That We yeah. skipped over that. We didn't say any of that with the um, the liaison with the witches. Yeah, yeah. Because she said, what question are you asking? What question are we, not, are we asking? not asking you? And he's like, you're weak. Which, again, like, just goes to show you how smart Lyra is. Yeah. She's very wise It's for kind age. of a quick change, though. Like, it didn't gradually, like, I didn't get any of that brilliance in the first few episodes. Mm. It was kind of run, Lyra, run. For the, for the whole... I mean, she's kind of been on the run the whole time. Yeah, but, like, I would like to see some intelligence while she's running. You know, how she gets away. You know, not just through the window. Because even, uh, what's his name, went through the window. Yeah, so, Tony. Yeah, Same so, window. Exactly. So Bolt that window. I just want to see a little bit. But now, so if this is going to be the status quo for her character, I'm expecting cunning. I'm expecting boldness. I'm expecting, you know... Um, Bluffing. Yes, like, yes, lie. You know, she is a compulsive liar. So that's what I'm expecting now. Now these three traits that I just mentioned, that's what I'm expecting for this character from now on. But back to York and um, Lee in the hallway. Yeah. So York is clearly he is ashamed. He doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. He's like, I didn't ask you to come. I don't want you to stay. Correct. He is set in his horrible life that he's got for himself now. And just doesn't want to be seen, doesn't want to be talked to, just wants to be left alone to drink himself away. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, this was another thing that came up because he's it's covered around, or like his den or whatever he's, you know, living in, this this hovel. Uh, giant bones. Yes. And blood everywhere. Yeah. And he's clearly, a polar bear. Yeah. So he eats other animals. Yeah. But we've discussed multiple times where we were like, do you, or were you specifically said in a previous episode do you not think people treat animals differently in this world, knowing that they... I say they're all vegetarians. I'm just saying, how does he not know it's a demon? You just do, know. Do demons taste differently? Because they would probably say, hey, I'm a demon, don't eat me. How do I not know regular animals don't speak? Why would regular animals speak? Why do demons speak? <laughs> Am I the, everything is, is a ridiculous question. Animals any, don't speak. Anything is possible. Why do uh, the polar bears, you know, speak? Like, there's, it's just... Ridiculous question. A lot of things are kind of, and this just seems like, are the fish a lower class of demon and nobody cares and we can just eat them all day? Screw the water people. Mm. Screw the water people. That's what it kind of seems like. I'm just saying. Asking ridiculous questions. I think I'm asking. You just know. I think I'm asking the questions that the people want to know, one, and the people are afraid to ask, two. So go ahead. 
Thank you. I will be your voice, people. So the next day, uh, Lee goes back to Dudley Dursley. Yes. And uh, presents a bill of sale that he is the true owner of Yorick's armor, not Yorick, so it was not Yorick's to give. Lost it in a card game. Yes, he says, Yorick lost it to me in a card game. I own this. You cannot have that. And so Dudley Dursley pulls out. This was an interesting back and forth. Yeah. Because, so yeah, go ahead, because there's a part that, Really stuck I know, out to yeah, me. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. So go ahead, go ahead. Um, so Dudley Dursley pulls out his little bill of whatever he has, and he says, the Magisterium owns this. He's paying off a blood debt. Uh, Which that right there instantly reminded me of um, Mormonism. What? what? There, it's a it's a blood debt thing. Yikes. Like there's there's a, it, they don't do it anymore. I'm not trying to say Mormons <laughs> do this, but it was a it was a thing in their in their past that big yikes, Joseph Smith. So we'll we'll talk about that later. That has nothing to do. I that I just thought you know with the magisterium and kind of you know, but whatever. Keep let's keep going. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so he says you know the magisterium owns this, and then Lee starts throwing out laws. He's but was like, he bluffing or was this real? Because I think the res- it was real. Well, because the response I couldn't get from the other guy because it kind of just seemed like I don't care what everything was, one, mm-hmm. or it could have just been like I don't understand, so I don't care. So I don't know which one was was he – is he really knowledgeable about all this stuff or is he just a very good bluffer because we've seen him as a thief. So he's kind of got the the kind of, you know – Criminal. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I get over any way I can type of situation. Yeah. So I was like – I, it was kind of confusing to me, but Dursley dude is hiding something. Like, he's really, really hiding something. So far as to um, protect why, you know, he's keeping um, Yorick oppressed, basically, by mm-hmm. whipping out a, a, a pistol and throwing it on the, the table, being like, hey, leave this alone. Basically, which is but again he, weird. He didn't pull out the pistol until Lee started talking shit about the magisterium, and then he pulled out the pistol and he said, "Be very careful." Yeah, but it didn't seem like he's a part of the magisterium. It seemed like it would be something that would get uh, the Dursley guy in trouble with the magisterium. Yes. Not, not um, he's the magisterium. I'm protecting the magisterium. Exactly. He looks scared. Yeah, exactly. Because the two guards were walking outside, yeah. and it's like if they heard about. Whatever. I'm, if I'm associated with it, exactly. they're coming for me, they're too. Coming for so me you too. need to yes. shut the fuck up. So he takes out his gun. Odd, I don't understand. Because, uh, like, you take out your gun, then what am I going to do in response? Oh, wait, I have a gun on my hip, too. I guess we just shooting. Who's going to shoot first? This is what we're going to find out, you know? Or, how about this? Your gecko is on the counter right here. How about I just smash your gecko? <laughs> that easy. Boom. Or I have my hair eat it. Because you have a small gecko. Cannibalism, really? Really? You're damn right. If it gets the job done, it gets the job done. Go ahead. I'm, I've spoken my piece about Clearly. Dursley. So, Clearly. Yes. Um, but that, that kind of ends that. He he leaves. Yeah, he bounces. He, 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 because that, that didn't quite work out. He doesn't fight him anymore on it. No. So he's not confrontational. I feel, like, I feel like you realize at that point, like, he's not the one that holds the key to this. Yeah. Like, he is not the one you have to convince here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't control it. Um, and then we see Mrs. Coulter 
flying somewhere. She's yeah. flying. She's flying north. It looks nice and cold beneath her. Second costume change. Second costume change. Yeah. She's got a nice little hat. A little winter ensemble yeah. is what she's going with. Yeah. Looking very, very winter chic. Yes. Yes. It's, good. it's a good time. Um, and she's writing a letter. So I wanted to rewind it and watch that again because I know I missed something. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did ask me. He's like, did you catch that? And I was like, because I couldn't tell if you were paying attention to like what she was saying. Because I. Kind of was, but kind of was not. She says something to the effect of, because I wrote it down, um, she's writing a letter and she talks about um, how helpful, you know, or the disposal of Yorick and helping you take your rightful throne. Okay, so now and, I get it. And she kind of trails off and she's like, no, I got to reword that. Yeah, I get it now. I, I really get it now. So, and I kind of, I've kind of, I kind of felt in the beginning that York, like I said, was more important. And I said it in early, earlier in the episode, York was more important in mm-hmm. his previous He's life. He's a past. And then something happened to, you know, disgrace him. So, yeah. They, and they do say what it was, right? Or they say what, you know, what the excuse was of him getting drunk and then wrecking the town. Yeah. And that's why he's disgraced. Yes. But, you know, we all know that's a lie. And uh, but Yeah, that's that's why they have his, his armor is he got drunk and he went through the, he just went through buildings. Correct. He started wrecking shit. Yeah. And that's the debt that he's paying off. And until he pays it off, they have his armor. Correct. Um, so back to Lyra, where she is finally told, like four hours later uh, than it should have been in the show, that Azriel is prisoner. But I felt like it was it was the right time. Like, it, it didn't really need to. You don't know any other way, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Because you don't know any other way. But it didn't. It didn't take anything away. Like because you don't a, know what it would have given. It was a good reveal. You don't know anything to be taken away. I okay. All right. All right. All right. But it, yes, to to your eyes, it worked. Yeah, because it was a good it reveal. Was it was a good reveal for the clapback for Mrs. Coulter to uh, Lord Varys. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect. It was like you know, oh yeah, you got all the power, quote unquote. Well, check this out. Here's my trap card. My ace up my sleeve. You know, this is so that was good there. So I didn't really care that Lyra's motivation to go up north wasn't to go save Daddy Asriel. You know, she had enough motivation. She had to go save her friend. She had to go save the rest of the kids, you know, save, uh, uh, what's his face? Roger. Yeah, there we go. Jesus. She remembers his name. That's all that matters. Save Roger, save the world. Yeah. She does remember it a little bit more in the show. She does, does remember it a little bit more in the show. I feel like... I feel like... St- well, okay, so in the book, then, if she's going up north because of Asriel... That's probably the, the. I mean, it's it's both, but eh, you said she remembers it more in the show, and so I got a different. text from somebody else who's been watching the show and read the books, and he's like, "Am I crazy, or did Lyra never care this much about getting Roger back?" But like she did. It's just a small but, change. It's uh, I mean, it, it, I swear, because as much as you make out of it each time, it better like pan out in the in the end that like, oh, this is so different now because. This in the earlier, you know, wasn't the way, and she didn't go up there because of Asriel. Like, Actually. I don't think it will. Hang on. Uh-oh. I'm thinking through the end, and I know I can, okay, I can see why they changed it. So, I can see exactly why they changed it. So it's it. good then, right? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. I just understand. We'll see how it pans out, but I'm fairly certain I can see exactly why they made that change now. Now that I take a second to think about it. All right, then let's get there. Um, and so she has a conversation with uh, with with John Faw, who tells her, "No, you cannot go get this bear." And she's because she's asked the lithiometer, and she's like, "They got him drunk and they tricked him. Like none of this was his fault. He didn't do this. You know, this wasn't how it happened." Kind of wish we would have seen the symbols for that for her to get that. They did it like three times in the episode. Like as a drunken monkey and a and a oh whatever I don't know a, a trap cage and 
uh, a Joker for Trickster or something like wow. that. I don't know. I don't read the, really the Yammer, so the the way they do it in the book is actually very similar to the show. Where like in the beginning, like they they're telling you individual symbols and what they mean, and yeah. then it kind of it it gradually goes into she reads the alethiometer and hears this. Oh, and then for like important decisions, they'll list out what it is that she sees. But a lot of times, it's just she reads the alethiometer lazy. and sees it. this. It gets lazy. Okay, it's just a long process. I'm sorry. Do you want to read eight thousand pages of? It gets lazy. You're lazy. Uh, it's two sentences. She saw a monkey. She saw a cup of water. She saw no, a, it's not how it's a, a boar. If you want to write it bad, if you, you want to, I mean, if that's how you I would mean, write it, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know, if they didn't say anything, I mean, it's, you're no Philip Pullman. It's taking. It's taking. I'm just saying. It's taking details away from me. I don't know. Okay, what? How did you know that? If I'm if I'm asking uh, Lyra, how you know it was a trick? How you know he needs to get drunk? You'd have to trust her because at this point they've shown you a handful of times how she reads it. They've explained how she reads it. So they don't need to show you okay. every single okay. time how she does it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is okay. Yeah. Saying. Yeah, it is. Like two sentences. You're terrible. I saw a cup, a dog, and uh, a pencil. Boom. And then we got to Aaron's <laughs> favorite part of the episode. First of all, yes. Yeah. Second of all, doesn't needed to be five minutes long. Uh, so Boreal finally shows up. Uh, could have done without him this episode. First Whole of thing. All, let's did can, not need can, to be Can we, can we appreciate the camera angles so it gets all of the suit? Like, it starts at the feet with the, the $700 shoes to, you know, the uh, countless uh, amount of money that it probably takes to get the rest of that ensemble together. That three-piece suit with a very nice tie this, You're an this obsession. time. obsession. It, it needs to be a... Okay, remember the Kingsman movie? How they had a line of suits? Horrible looking suits, by the way. I don't care what anybody say. This boreal line by boreal, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and put that out because they're they're like subtle blues, right? Would you buy his men's warehouse collection? I would because you know why? Okay, so we we so much in this in this thing. Emma and I are mainly Emma. She looked up more information on the uh, designer, right? The yes. the person that designs the the wardrobe and everything for this. So when she was speaking about the wardrobe, you know, uh, oh, you know, it's, it's nice to, I mean, you know, people that do this, they design the wardrobe to stand out, you know, to have that character stand out and everything like that. But I think it, it does more than just have them stand out. It tells more. We were talking about Mrs. Coulter's mm-hmm. outfit earlier. So Boreal's thing is he's a part, or he, you know, he's a part, quote unquote, of the magisterium, but everybody there is wearing black, right? Everybody is in in black robes, black suits, all that type of stuff. He's wearing a very dark that can be perceived as black, but it's just a deep blue, showing that he may be a part of this, but he is not. You are really doing the most. I'm just saying, I'm I'm onto this. And I con- want Carolyn McCall, who designed these costumes, to like hear this and just listen to. And she'll you. be like, you know what? I I appreciate. Right, like she's like somebody is looking at this because it is like, and then it even plays off his lines. It's a small scene, but it's so big, Emma. It's a small scene. Should we get into what he talks about? Yes, let's do it. So uh, he goes to Ratty. He's the one that calls him Ratty. Yes, he does. Uh, So he goes to Ratty, and he wants to know what Mrs. Coulter asked of the lithiometer. But he says it in a way because, like, Ratty seems like he commands respect around that place. And you see at the end of that thing where, you know, he kind of has to bow to fake, you mm-hmm. know. But he's punking Ratty, this yes. whole conversation. Yes. He's like, no, you're going to tell me, you know, I'm not going to I'm not gonna ask the Cardinal. I'm not going to ask uh, uh, Lord Farquhar or whatever the other guy's name is. What is the, the other? Father McPhail? Father McPhail. I'm not going to ask. Lord, Lord Farquhar? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask any of them 
you're just going to do this. And, and you know why? And you know why? Because I got something on you. I'll expose you. He says, I know what kind of man you are. Your filthy predilections. You filthy pedophile? Is that what he's going for? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't you know. But it's, it, it, yeah. So he, he's on to him for whatever he's doing. Ratty's a rat, clearly. So either he's a snitch or he's diddling kids or something. I don't want to go there, but, you know, whatever. But he's got something dirty on them. Yes. Like, really dirty on him. Uh, so much so that he, and like... he feels like he can ask for anything. Yeah. Or demand anything. Demand anything. And that's a, a big price, right? Yes. Asking a question of the elite um, elitiometer. He wants to know what Mrs. Coulter asked, and he wants to ask his own question. Yeah. He says he needs an answer, and he wants to know what Grumman discovered. And yes. then he changes his mind. He first... He says, I thought I, he said he wanted to know what Grumman was looking for at first. He says he wanted to know what Grumman discovered... And then later he changes his mind and he wants to know how, how he do can, I can find, find what Grumman, what Grumman discovered. discovered. So then he'll just find it on his own and he doesn't need that other question because exactly. he knows what it is. Yeah. And um, he, yeah, he's just, he just a very commanding presence in that whole scene. And never once, you know, never once kind of a, kind of a hapless idiot. But, but why do you, why do you care that he is not portrayed as it's a hapless weird. idiot? And he's like not a total idiot, but like he's just not this prominent. And it's weird. But I feel like, and, and I'm going to, if if his, mo- have his, do you think for right now, because you say there's kind of all over the book or whatever, is his motives matching up with the book at least? From what you can tell? I don't know. Really? Because I don't. Like his objective, is it matching up with the book? Like, is he doing the same type of objectives in I mean, the book? Because then it makes sense to be like, okay, not, let's show him, go through, work through this. They're not his objectives. All right, see, you've already given too much. You've already given too much. Because I'm thinking these are his objectives. Remember, he's not a part of the magisterium. He's looking for everything on his own. Well, yeah, because it's just, again, like, he's just not this involved in the books. He's just not. He turned out to be a good guy. He's just not this involved. Does he flip? I don't know. Did you figure out some, like, backstory where he used to be an Egyptian, but he grew up, you know. Racist. I'm just saying. You see one black guy that's not Egyptian. No, I'm just saying. That guy has to be Egyptian. No, I'm just saying. Like, maybe he was Egyptian (laughs) as a kid, but then the magisterium took him and, you know, had him work for him, but he still holds those roots. I don't know. And he's, like, deep, deep undercover in the magisterium for the Egyptians. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And that would have been a better writing right there. But, yes. Uh, There's not enough to more talk about. Like I said, he faked at the end. uh, Like, he was bowing to Ratty, even though Ratty still was looking scared Mm -hmm. uh, as the guards walked by. I mean, by. So he can, um, you know, keep up appearances that Ratty has some type of, you know, authority there. But clearly, deep blue suit, no. He does not have that, you know, not with with him. Not with Boreal. And then we're done with Boreal for the episode. Which is sad. It's very sad. That's a little little normal. It's sad. Uh, so Lyra goes specifically and goes to meet Lee Scoresby at at, at the at the hotel. That at he's the hotel at the bar. They were treating him very differently this time. Why was that? He wasn't making trouble. But like they were serving him. Like he's as soon as he them. okay, I guess. Yeah, he's paying them. Okay, I mean, I would have liked to seen a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they weren't exactly hanging out with him. They just I, put his food down and leave. When have you ever gone to any location? Sat down and your food instantly is served to you. He's paying him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she wants to hire him. She goes and she she straight up tells him that she wants to hire him, and he tells her she can't afford him. Well, no, she says she's representing Jonfa. Yes. She she John tries Fa. to pull 
the 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 name, you know. Yeah. The, hey, I, got I represent John yeah, exactly, Ka, yeah. King of the Egyptians. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and he says he says I know what you're fighting, kid, and you're gonna lose. So that's he thing, knows yeah. what's going on that's, too. That's the thing I don't understand. It's just like it. This is bad stuff happening. I understand by yourself you would be afraid, but if I'm building a team, because how do you go against the church? How do you go against the authority? People have done it before, but like to not try. Not here. To not, not try, you got animals. You guys got, you guys got animals on your team. You're so. Like, so do they. Go. So do they. The majority of animals I've seen from the Magisterium can be stepped on. <laughs> Am I wrong? Not from their muscle. The the okay, their muscle is the 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 only thing, right? Yeah. That's the, the the dogs. So once you get past the dogs, but it's like it's not about in war. It's not about how many you shoot. It's about who you shoot. You just go for the head. Once you get the head out of the way, which you can get with a slingshot from a distance because it's a bug. Who do you think the head is? Varus right now. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, the the cardinal. So, like, if he's the one with the pool and he's the one everybody's cowering over, hey, you go straight for that guy. So, so your you, plan is they should go for the cardinal, take out the cardinal, and then you're good. You, you'd, be, you'd be one step closer to taking down the whole organization that's so corrupt, I feel. Because somebody's always going to try to take his place. But that next person that's trying to take his place probably has a newt. Smash it. And then the person after that is never going to get to the part where the person with the Rottweiler is in charge. Because they're probably not treating them like anything. They're like, your muscle, that's it. Because that's all of them all around. That's all they've been. You haven't seen anybody in power have any demon that looks like it's... Mrs. Coulter as a monkey. She's fake. And then, again, they don't respect her like that, right? So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Nobody in power, and that I didn't even delve into a theory like that of why are all these quote-unquote powerful people, they have these very weak demons. Are they weak demons, or just you perceiving them as weak? I can sneeze on most of them, and they would die. Are you just perceiving them as weak? I'm not perceiving. Who wouldn't perceive a newt as weak? Are you just perceiving them as weak? There's no perceiving. That's just the fact. It is a weak creature. It can be killed instantly. It's strong in other ways. In what? Intellectual way. Stop right? it. Stop. You don't have to be physically strong to be Stop strong. Stop it. No. But in this world you where shoes worst. exist, the you might want to have a little, you know, you might want to have a vertebrae. How about that? How about that? If you're just snail demon. I feel like whoever the main, oh, main head like of the church. snail juice all I mean, over your shoulder. Hey, it's your soul. Remember, it doesn't mind. You gross. don't. You don't care. Yeah, gross. But other people, other people would judge you. Uh, I want to see people with like actual gigantic demons, like a lion demon, or you know, or a, a llama, or a horse, a or something, llama. like something, like a big demon, you know. CG budget. I understand, but like, are, do they exist? Will we ever hit hit a character with like a a Mustang demon? You know. I don't know. Can't think of one off the top of the head. That's cool. Know. That's fine. I understand. Um. So, yeah, Lee knows what's going on, and he's like, nah, not interested. I know what you're fighting. You're going to lose. I'm not trying to get on a losing fight. Coward. Uh. And she, so she asks him, okay, if I can't get you, how do I get York? Because I know that you know what his price is. Like, how, what, what does he need? And so that's when he starts talking about his armor, about York's armor, and about what the armor is to the bears. And he says that armor means as much to Yorick as Hester does to me. Like yeah, that that his soul is in that metal. And I, yeah, that's where I just confirming more that that's their kind of connection yes. together. The the armor and the bear 
So you just get a, you get a much better look at at who the armored bears are, and in, in a sense of like what their armor means to them and why that's so important. Uh, and then Lyra goes on her little her 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 tangent about uh, bluffing. Oh, with the card like stuff. Yeah, when he's talking yeah, about yeah, like yeah. you're lo- you're in a losing fight, and she's like, "I have losing hands all the time." That's when you bluff the best. Yeah, and it's smart. It's it's smart, you know. And then she steals his bacon and she leaves. It's, it was it was ham. But it's a good, it's a really good line from her. It's a really good scene from her. I love that we're again because we're gonna get more into like how much she lies and how much she uses that to her advantage. She is a compulsive liar. Okay, I mean, and I like bothers me that we haven't seen a lot of it. That. Hasn't yeah, it hasn't been very prevalent. She just does it all the time. Like she tells these wild stories to all these kids, and and like everybody that's listening to her is trying to figure out, okay, you know, what part of this is true, what part of this isn't, and she tells it with such conviction that you're convinced everything she's saying is real, and even when it's crazy and it's not real, and you know it, like but there's a difference between but it, lying it, to put on uh, an act of your. Well, and she would just say it all the time. Like, she would use it as excuses of, like, why weren't you here? And she comes up with, like, an elaborate lie. Yeah. Or, you know, just whatever. And it kind of, it shows that gradual change from being a child and telling tall tales to growing up and using that ability to bluff and to lie Yeah, to I think there's a difference the between the bluffing and in. lying. Yeah. Like, bluffing for an intelligent reason. Because you, you to, show the tall tales yeah. so that you can then transition but into they didn't the big do the, lies. Yeah, they didn't do any of that. Exactly. So. But uh, like I said, they've left a lot of transitional uh, coming-of-age uh things out for her character Mm -hmm. and it may just be because we got eight episodes you know deal with it we don't have five thousand pages you know yes so she goes to find him (laughs) okay she goes to uh she goes to find yorick uh, on her own by the way yeah she and pan uh find their way into his little workshop through a hole in the fence and they they go get him and she tells him that she will find his armor if he comes with them like, if you agree to come with us, I have this thing that will tell me where your armor is. He goes, I've been looking for months. How can you find it? And she, she whips again, out the elitheometer. Yeah, there's a character, um, and, and like this is an important thing, you know, mm. the elitheometer it is. Um, there's a character in an uh, anime called Bleach. Um, weird yeah, again, it, we're going to have it, some of it. But uh, in, in Bleach, and this ties in to the thing, so mm-hmm. just roll with Whatever me. Uh, there's a, a character named Hitsugaya, and um, he's a captain of, you know, a very, you know, prestigious, you know, squad, basically. So anyway, uh, they have things called Bankai, and they're, like, supposed to be secret. Like, you don't show everybody your Bankai, but he's a kid. Mm-hmm. So all the other captains, you know, they're like, we're not showing you this thing. But he's a kid, shows everybody. Like, he Gross. just... As soon as he gets into trouble, Bonkai, boom, it's out. I felt like with her going around showing this thing to everybody, mind you, like to everybody and like real important characters, you're just, what are you doing? Like there are no secrets. Like I felt like she should have went up to him and be like, hey, if I get your armor back, will you come with us? He'd be like, if you do that, whatever, yeah, let's, you know, I'll, I'll go with you. Then you find out, I mean, then you get this sequence of her using the alethiometer, you know, in secret, and then going and getting the armor back from wherever it was hidden. But no, it's, hey, check this out. I got an alethiometer <laughs> right here. I can use it, by the way, like, because not everybody can use it. So clearly you're special, like, enough for, like, if I was a bad person, I kidnap you, keep the alethiometer and you alive, and you're just going to tell me everything that happens from now on in my whole life. 
what am I going to eat for breakfast today? Read it now. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Because I'd be that petty, the type of situation, if I was evil. But I am not. That sounds like the most recent episode of Rick and Morty. Did you watch the newest season? Uh, I haven't seen the second episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> off topic. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so she she gets the alethiometer, and she's, she tells him, she says something in effect of, like, you know, you can't kill them. Like, you're not here to take revenge. And he just says, he's like, if they try to stop me, they die. And she goes, yeah, that's fair. She did, yeah, if they attack me, I, I attack back. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and then my my note just says, all caps, go Yorick, go. You wanted him to kill people? He just fucking, t- I didn't, it's not a want, it's just I know what he's doing. Oh, yeah, because he rushes just, as soon as she sequence. says, as soon as, uh, uh, as soon as she says. Where it is. Where it is. He takes, takes off. off. Yeah, yeah. And she's like surprised, like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, and she's like, chasing him through. I thought we through. would calmly walk over there and knock on the door and grab it and yeah, say goodbye. No. And she's like, oh, shit, I just let a bear loose. And you know what's interesting? When she's chasing him through the, the town and I guess he's quote unquote wrecking the town. Mm-hmm. I was like, didn't this town just kind of look like this before? <laughs> he didn't look like he was really killing anything or they wrecking show anything. Like a, they show like a, a boat that he like ripped in half. Yeah. And I was like, I could have swore that bro- boat was already broken by the time. <laughs> like, this isn't anything new. That's Come why on. it's such a big deal. Like, they have everything's already broken. They don't need anything else. They yeah, they don't need anything else to be sure. like this. Um, but he goes on his whole. He he goes all the way through. He he runs in. He grabs it. He she gets to the building that he stops and he throws somebody through the window. He throws a priest through the window. Throws him right through the window. It was interesting because she said it was hey, your armor is in the tree or something like that. I don't. She said it's in the center of town and then something about. But she said it said like a tree. I, I swear she. It sounded like she we'll said. Have to go back some, and watch yeah, we got to watch it. But like I didn't. I because I couldn't hear what she said, but because I know where it where is, it is that okay. I didn't really like. Was that a church? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it was in the book. I just know it was in the center of town. It was like in the basement somewhere. Oh yeah, they don't show it. But like he like, throws where. the guy through the top window. Yeah, yeah. So it was in the attic. Yeah. So okay. Um. But yeah, he steps out. All up in his armor. I would love to see how he put it on. Again, they talk about that in the book. We had this conversation. We had this conversation. They don't talk about how he puts it on because when she sees him, he's wearing it. But they talk about how he takes it off. Okay. Um, Does he just shake it off? No, he, like, the way that they make it, because we talked about this, because you were like, I wonder how he does all this without opposable thumbs. And they talk a lot in the book about how the bears have this really fluid movement in a way that you wouldn't expect of creatures without opposable thumbs. And, like, all of their, you know, where we have snaps or clasps or ties or things that you need thumbs to, to, to do, all of their stuff comes on and off with, like, their claw. Like, they unhook things with their claws and take them off that way. Which I wish, again, it comes down to just, like, being able to animate it, but I wish they would show stuff like that. Or just get puppets. <laughs> and then there was a it. piece of his armor that I mentioned to you that's missing that I really wish they would bring in, and I, I hope they'll bring it in later. Is it a crown? I feel like it's a no, crown. No, it's, it's the thing on their hands. Um, oh, yeah, the claw, the wolverine claws. Yeah, you said. they yeah. have, like, these things on their front paws, and it's on the back of their hand, and it's these giant serrated blades, and it's how they are able to cut through their iron or they cut through their metal so easily because they have these, like, ridiculously sharp, you know, they use it for hunting, but they use it mostly for that. And it's the back of their hands, and it's, like, you know, they focus on it a lot in the book. Like, they talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a so tool. So when he stepped yeah. out, and it, start, it starts on his foot, and he didn't have it, and I was like, what is that? Maybe not, maybe they just didn't have the weapons. It? Yeah, maybe did not find it. Yeah, but but he has it in the book. But oh out. yeah, because we're we're reading this steps, thing. Steps out. Or are we watching? Um, this? But yeah, so he he finally has all his armor and all of so the uh, the very poor police force has gathered 
in the town Stormtroopers is what they were. Yeah. They were... They aimed directly for his armor. Dead center. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Eyes, nose, uh, a paw, something that is not covered by armor. Because it's not like the armor is fully it's like engulfed around the top around of him. his head and his yeah. back and his stomach. So they all take aim. They fire the one shot, by by the way. So nobody has automatic weapons, apparently. Yeah. So And then it's just pinging off of his armor. Then he stands up, making himself a bigger target. And they're all still trying to reload, but mm-hmm. they're too afraid. I'm and he like, just starts wrecking house. Yeah, and then he and just then starts Lyra's beating freaking them up. out. And she's like, no, stop, stop. Don't well, I'm yeah. like, you just told him he could kill him if they tried to stop him. Yeah, but it's the difference between but, not seeing it in person yeah. and then seeing people actually get, like, you don't want to see somebody get mauled by a bear. Yeah. Even if you, like, hated that person, that's a scene. That's a, yeah. that's a crazy scene. So in the book, um, so... In the show, like, he, he's wrecking people. He's moving them left to right, and he's stepping on the guy's head, and he's ready to kill him, and Lyra tells him no. So in the book, he actually has the guy's head in his mouth. I wonder why they didn't just go with that. It might have just been harder to animate. Come on. Honestly, it's probably we're, easier to have him stepped on than to have him. We're in 2020. Come I mean, on. you could do it if you had a big-budget movie. But anyway, it's like he actually has the guy's head in his jaws, and Lyra's like, don't bite down. Don't kill him. Let him go. Let him live, and York is kind of saying the same thing. He's like, "You said I could kill them. You know, you said it was with his mouth fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really. <laughs> but I think he drops him. His, yeah, um, and he kind of just like so she convinces him to 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 put him down, and she's like, "If you kill them, they will never stop fighting you. Like it's gonna be a whole thing. But if you let him go, they will let us leave easily. Like let's go. Let's just get out. Yeah." Uh, which is kind of what happens here. You know, um, Lee comes up out of nowhere and he convinces York as well. A little smirk to Lyra when he's like, yeah, you, you, you said it right. You got him to do what he, you know, he yep. should do. Yeah. Uh, there was also some bomb ass music for that whole run sequence that he had through the town. There's okay. good music in this episode. Cause that one and the ending music, I was like, chef's kiss. I didn't really. I noticed on to the, uh, I noticed the it. Music. Yeah. And then I just have hand pieces <gasps> where question mark. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if there was, that's just a small detail, I but. I just want to see him. Yeah. Uh, Lyra and Lee stop York from killing the guys, and then, oh, I know, I know what my next note is. So, they, and then they wander off, and they're like, you know, all right, they, they leave this whole place in shambles. Everybody's, like, trying to collect themselves, trying to get up and deal with their broken bones. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and they just kind of walk off on this plank. And my first thought was, how do they know that that, like, shitty little shabby board is going to carry that polar bear? Polar bears aren't that heavy. I'm sorry, What? Polar bears. That's a big bear. Aren't that heavy? It's a big bear. Maybe they're fine. Uh, but so they they walk back and Lyra gets it and she's like, oh, well, we're packing up and we're leaving. Oh, I guess. Do you mind if I bring a couple people? Yeah. Which like, how were they hidden? There's a fucking polar bear behind her. It's snowing up there. That's <laughs> no, what they're. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I no, mean, it's not. It was there was snow all around, so clearly he was camouflaged. But the thing I was I was interested in was uh, Johnfa. You know, of course, said, "No, nah, I don't want the bear. I only mm-hmm. work with people I trust." Yeah. So I. Was taking it as he must have heard like whatever disgraceful thing this bear did, and that's why he doesn't want him on this. No, trip. he was talking about like the fact that this was a drunk that just came in through and wrecked house, not somebody. And Lyra was like, "No, he was. They they got yeah, him so drunk. They about, fed it to him. They tricked him." Yeah, so he heard. He had to have heard. He heard how that. He, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Where did you get from what I just said? Oh, I don't know. That Were you're you saying. not listening to me? No. Oh my god. See, she never listens to me. Um. 
And she's trying to, she's like, no, they tricked him. And he's like, you know, ask your lithiometer if I'm yeah. lying. And all I can think when he said, like, when he said that in that scene, he's like, ask it if I'm telling the truth. You don't have to because I am. And all I'm thinking is that all it's going to tell you is that you believe you are saying the truth. So, There's a difference between you believing you're saying the truth and knowing the truth. He should have smacked that out of her hand. Like, ask it if I'm lying and then smacked it out of her hand. <laughs> like, no, because I'm not lying. Um, but yeah, she shows up with them. And then this, I want to get this gif and I want it to be memed because the she's like oh i brought lee and the i you know i brought these guys and he looks at lee scores because who's that and lee looks at her and he does like that blink thing he like the the blinking meme he's like i'm sorry oh, what? Like, yeah like, like you told me that he asked for me and she's like no i told you he'd be grateful for you yeah he's it, like well i had my whole sales pitch based on the fact that he asked for me now i gotta change it up hey how you doing but he does it smooth right off the bat yeah like hey i'm lee i'm not cheap but, you know, you pay gold for gold, which is a good line. I might yeah. have to use that once or twice. You know, mm -hmm. hey. So you've got gold for gold, and you've yeah. got who will stand against me. Those are your Those are two lines. ones, yes. Those yeah. are two from the show, yes. I will, I will definitely use you're going to continue to use in your life. Yes. Uh, but, yes, the, the Lee scores be blinking meme. I need to find that and gift you're that. You're not going to find that. I'm going to find it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Um, and, yeah, and they, they, they set off. They, yeah. it's, it's agreed that Lee's going to come with them. York is going to come with them. Yep. And they're they're ready to go. On a caravan. They're ready to head to yeah. Bolvanger. They're going to the evil, what is it called? Our translation? Fields of evil. Fields of evil. Yes, they're going to the fields Very of evil. Very dramatic. Actually, that should be the name of the next episode if they are actually end the fields this of evil. This is the one, I don't know what the next episode's called because it only had, IMDb only has the names for the first four episodes. Oh, so it's really going to be a mystery. So I don't know what next Ooh. episode's called. I don't know if it's called Bolvanger. I don't know what it's called. Well, we're calling it Fields of Evil. Um, and that's kind of where we leave them off. You know, that's that's their right off into the sunset for the moment. Yeah. And we find Mrs. Coulter, who is is in the north, but she's flown somewhere, not where Lyra is. Yeah, she's having a uh, conversation. In uh, a creepy little cave. In a, and it's not even anything. It's just a cave. Like, it's just it's a cave. nothing special about this cave. It's just a secret meeting place. And she's talking about Asriel. And clearly she's talking to the bears because they have him. And she says she has, you know, You catch the name? Of the bear that's in charge? Of the one that she's talking to, yeah. No. Uh, his name is Yofer Rackneson. Okay. But she says, she says Yofer and she says King Rackneson. Ah, so you're just putting two and two? Yeah. Okay. So Yofer Rackneson. Um, but yeah, she, she's talking about how, like, she, he helped her capture Azriel and he's holding her. And she, again, takes a very different approach with this because- he, you know, she kind of comes in very powerful, and he's like, why are you asking anything? She's like, oh, no, you're right. You're a king. I'm being impertinent. You know, she bows. Yeah, like, bows. playing the game, uh, getting him to do what she wants. Um, but, yeah, he talks about how he helped her capture Asriel, and in return, she helped him overthrow Yorick. Yes. So, clearly, like I said before earlier in the episode, he was something in a different life. Clearly. Yeah. And the new guy with the shiny armor probably wanted that spot. And made some type of deal with her to to get that spot, and he got that spot. So, but now he's the other thing that she's promising now, which is very interesting, is mm -hmm. to be baptized by the magisterium. And apparently, once you're baptized, you're in the magisterium. And if they get in the magisterium, like I said before, what my thought process is, they'll get that that you know that honor that they had before. I guess that's what I'm thinking. So this is this is an interesting way that they phrased it. And I think it comes down to just the way that it, the conversation is, but it's, she's promising two things. She's promising him a baptism 
and that he will be in the magisterium. It's not a you're baptized into the magisterium. It's you're oh, that's bapt- what I thought it was. He's getting ba- like everybody's baptized. Like that's people are just baptized. That's just a thing. Are people here baptized? It's a religious thing. Yeah, but that kind of okay. I mean, yeah. So she's offering him to be baptized and for him to be in the magisterium. Why couldn't like, he get baptized before? Because he's a bear. She says you'd be the first and only bear that has ever been baptized. Wonder why they? Why would that be? There's water. Yeah, so she she offers him baptism and acceptance into the magisterium. Um, In return for him, he's like, and and, and for this I'll give you Asriel. And she said, no, you'll keep him. You know, you you hang on to him. Keep Asriel, but destroy his lab and erase all of his research into dust. Which again, yeah, I mean, everybody's after all that stuff. Like to to get, to to wipe it clean, I should say. The magisterium, Mm -hmm. they don't want anything known about it. The Jordan College is like, or at least the masters like keep everything on you know this is heresy so uh, but then they gave money to keep doing it so yeah but they kind of do what they want now right like they're not really a part of anything so whatever but yeah it's par for course and he agrees real quick yeah because apparently this is uh, a high honor to uh, to receive all this stuff yeah. oh but 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 make no mistake we would be the ones honored like she's very yeah. like she's playing into he clearly wants to be treated a certain way and she knows it yeah but she's playing the she's playing she's the game she's playing the game yeah and that's understandable you know when she gets alone she'll be jumping off the roof and then hanging onto the side just to not die again so she's unstable she's fine she's fine as long as other people are around <laughs> and uh, that is where this this episode leaves us yeah that's it that was that was a it was a uh, it could have been a better episode. There was just a lot of details. Felt like it was um, to introduce some more characters. Understandable. Yeah. Um, I think there is probably maybe one or two. I feel like there's only one or two more main characters that uh, will probably be introduced in the next episode. Um, because if they just keep doing more and more introductions to characters, then it's just like, good lord, can we stop and get to the actual plot of everything like come on so hopefully we get the witches because i was expecting to see witches tonight like no lie mm-hmm. i was expecting to see one witch or what they can do like you saw the witch's console you saw which is demon yeah. you saw the cloud pine the console doesn't mean anything it's just a dude he's the middleman and everybody knows when a business is going down that's the first person you fire is the middleman you don't need him. he's the witch's fall guy yeah exactly so who cares about that dude but i want to see what powers they have too, especially since you're saying you have to be born as a witch. Yeah, you don't just learn magic. And I don't. A witch. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I need everybody to be learning because I need everybody to be able to send their demons anywhere they want to. Sending their demons anywhere they want to, witches do that, huh? Yes. They don't have to be close to their demon. They do not. No. Kind of like how Mrs. Coulter wasn't close to her demon mm. all the time. Coulter's a witch. I said that before, though. I think I've said that before. You have said that before. Yeah, so, I mean, this is more evidence. But is she fake or is she a witch? Or is she a fake witch? I mean. Or is she a witch fake? Let's, let's, let's be honest here. Witches are fake in this universe. I mean, right? Let's just, let's, let's, let's call what? it what it is. So there's a what? theory behind it. No, it's, it's a quick one. So <laughs> if the status quo, if regular people are just, you're born, you have a demon, right? Mm-hmm. Demon settles at puberty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can schmackety. I can't do anything else with my demon. Can't send it off. Can't do anything else. I'm fabricating things to be able to send my demon off wherever it is. So I am bending reality. I'm, 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 that's not real. This isn't how reality works. Okay. I'm, I'm 
I'm using some type of external force outside of our reality to manipulate our reality. That's okay. that's what witches are. So you're not a part of our reality anymore. You're 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 messing with stuff that isn't supposed to be messed with. I don't know. Yeah, you do. I but do. it's it's understandable. I you know what it is though? And it's okay, Emma. I understand. You're just you don't want to you don't want to say that, you know, Aaron, I'm right. I understand. It's for it's for the show. It's for the show. I understand. But I don't know. But when it when it comes when the light shines down and it's like all the stuff is revealed, I'm just gonna look at you and I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna say one word. Bran. Oh I'll- my <laughs> god. I'm telling you, we are never gonna live that bullshit down. I was more angry at the making Bran the fucking king because of that shit than because it was stupid. Don't hate. I do. On my genius, okay? You only guessed that because you were trying to guess the stupidest it. thing. Like, anyway. Just accept it. We're getting off topic. Well, how are we so, uh, next week, you want to meet a couple more people and then and then get going? I, uh, I literally only want to meet two more Max people. And let's get this train moving. Because we're fil- we have Mrs. Coulter. We have John Fowl. We have Father Quorum. We have Lyra. We have uh, Lee. We have uh, the Bear, Yorick. We have, uh, and that's just the good guys. That's six people already Ma on the Costa, good guys. Tony, yeah. Benjamin. We haven't even got to the bad guys, which is another like eight people. Lord Azriel. Let's get the story. Master of Jordan College. Let's, let's go, Father guys. McPhail, let's move the story. Ratty. Let's find these kids. <laughs> let's start the war. Let the witches versus magisterium. That's just one plane of existence. We haven't even gone to what other armies are lying in wait in the other dimensions and stuff like that. Let's come on. Let's uh let's let's do this. I understand. The, the the church wants to spread the word of, you know, whatever the church believes to other dimensions. It's Catholicism. Is that what it is? It's basically Catholicism. I feel it's a, essentially just Catholicism. But I feel a lot of different religions in this. It's basically just Catholicism. Okay, so then Catholicism, if you want to, but whatever. Um, they want to spread the word to different uh, dimensions, you know, and uh, they're using kids to uh, see the little thin veils between our dimensions so they can actually get their troops into the other places. Boom. I don't know. Yeah, I know you I know you do, but it's okay. So wh- do. where do we go but from here? Know. Where do we go from here? Uh, we go to next week. We're halfway through. This is episode four of eight. This, this is, is offensive. episode four, correct. Yeah, this is essentially the, the, the halfway point uh, until we do our bonus episode, which we have planned. I don't know if we've talked about a bonus episode, if that's going to be a surprise. Yeah, no, you've said it. You said we're going to watch, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, the the Golden Compass, right? Yes. Yeah, and oh. then we're gonna do a duo stream of us playing the Golden Compass. Absolutely not. Yes, we are. Absolutely it's gonna be so much not. fun. No. I can't wait for that one. No. Yes, that's gonna be so much fun. I can't believe they made a game out of that. We gotta play the whole thing no. on the hardest difficulty. Absolutely <laughs> not. I can't put my money on that. Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll find it. I will play it if if Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman are in the game. They're on the box. But are they in the game? But they're they're on the box. Did they do the voices for the game? They're on the box. Yeah. So their likeness is in the game. I might play it if Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman are in it. No, yeah, I, I'm gonna be here for that. We mm-hmm. have to do a live stream because I wanna, we'll I wanna, I wanna see this all unfold, and we'll we'll switch off levels. We'll when, see. Yeah, we'll do it old school. Yeah. But uh, yeah, halfway through. Yeah. We're almost done with the. I was gonna say we're almost done with book one, but we're almost done with book one point like four because we're getting. Some shit into book two, too. But it doesn't, it's not. You don't know. You don't know. It's not apparent yet. You don't know. It's not apparent yet. You don't know. And so far, it's all worked out, Emma. Let's be you honest. Don't, you don't it's know all any other out. way. But all those X-Men movies worked out, too. I will know. 
And it worked out the way they did it. But every time I ask you, because you're like, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just different. Like, it's working out, though. It worked out. It's just, it's not. I mean, the X-Men movies, they they weren't good or bad. No, they were. They were. We know they were. It's different. There's box office receipts that say they were. So, yeah, no, no. Wrap this thing up. If we've got <laughs> two hours, have we really? Yeah, it's two oh hours God. and three minutes. All right, that's too much. That's double the length of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, catch us thinking, on. People? Uh, nobody's listening at this point. Nobody's wow. made it this far. <laughs> You've made it this far. Uh, the password is uh, York Bernison. Nobody can spell that. Tweet us. We did a whole thing where we didn't York know how to spell the Bear- thing. Okay, just Bernison. Okay. Wait, we t- we talk no because you should know how to spell it because we specifically spent like five minutes talking about and then they can go, spell it. They can go to IMDb, so whatever. York. You want them to tweet that to you? Tweet it. Okay. Tag us uh, at Sir Aaron Carter at MS Guys. That is definitely not mine. At Wydak. There I you don't. go. Nobody knows how to spell that. Y D A A K. This is going on too long. All right. This bit has outplayed itself. Will you wrap it up then? This bit has outplayed itself. Uh, I'm gonna go watch the episode again so I can look at Lee Scorsese some more and uh, have a good night. See you next week. Bye.